Devil's Dick Store. A podcast for the esoteric and strange. Yours isn't here yet. This isn't, your, this isn't your Christmas present. I just needed something to put it in. What is your it? Your Christmas present won't be here until after Christmas. Is this is tasty? this is a, a gift. Um, I had Phantom Moon uh, collection make us <gasps> Devil's Dirt Star earrings. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, the little pentagrams—they look like little wax stamps. I'm wearing them for those who will oh. see the video. Oh my god! Aren't they awesome? I'm fucking deceased. You guys. These are so beautiful. And they're like oxblood red. Yeah. Oh my. Are these mine? Yeah, they're for you. Ah! <laughs> I bought I bought a bunch of pairs. <laughs> oh my God. They're fucking beautiful. Right? Oh my she God. did such a good job. For those of you, uh, we'll post a, a picture of it for those of you who don't have video. And also, if you would like to see her stuff um we'll tag her but she's at phantom moon collection um and if you want to get a discount you can use the code dirtlings with a plural dirtlings oh my god I'm uh, in checkout yeah i'm telling you i did a brief sweep through the uh through the site to see what was going on on there so fucking beautiful and i just like i can't I can't fathom as somebody that is an artist and you're an artist and we, I think we both like to craft. I just, I'm not dainty enough with my hands to make this work. Like just the detail and everything some is of so the, good. Like, she has these little dragon ones. So if Ugh. you're a fan of like kind of ghoulish stuff or book, book talk stuff, um, this is, she's the place to go. I have, I just bought an, another pair of moon phase earrings that she did that are super cute. And I have oh a, a red moon pair and a black. I've bought a lot of earrings, <laughs> but they're really cute and they're really lightweight. Like I don't usually like dangly earrings, them. but no, they're super light. Even, yeah. even still in the packaging. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, I can't wait. I'm putting them in the bag for safekeeping. So what? Yeah, definitely give. Um, it's on Instagram. She's at Phantom Dot Moon Collection, and she's also tagged on our website, and she'll be tagged in the show notes. But she is our, um, our newest sponsor. Yeah, yeah, and she's the best. Yes, and we play D and D. We it's do very fun. She she plays a, a a druid, and she's fantastic, and always brings me back to life. <laughs> yes, she's the she's the lifesaver of the group. I'm, I, a, I'm the killer because I'm the DM. Yeah, and I'm a half orc. Go me. <laughs> You're with very bad luck. <laughs> I'm all brawn, no brain. I can talk to animals, which hasn't quite yet come in handy. <laughs> it has never come in handy. <laughs> I'll have to add I'll have to add an animal instance so we can utilize that skill. If you <laughs> figure that out, please hit me up. Oh my god, it's terrible. Not uh, enough health potions. <laughs> we'll have to restock. Oh, man. Well, yeah. You. Yeah. I'm very excited. So uh welcome back to the Devil's Dirt oh, Star. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way. <laughs> um I'm Big Spoon. I'm Ellsworth. <laughs> and today we're gonna talk about some spooky Christmas stories. Yeah. Tis the season for ghoulish things. So 
snuggle up with your blanket, make sure the door is locked, <laughs> circle yourself in salt, and hold on to your irons because we're going to talk about ghosts. Ghosts don't like iron. They don't? Mm-mm. Well, according to Supernatural, again, that's that's what we're going everything, basing everything <laughs> off of. Supernatural logic. Supernatural, <laughs> a, a, a fire poker will, will do in a case of emergency. Does that have anything to do with shackles? Like ghosts being maybe, shackles? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, well, iron is also not popular with fey folk. Like if you if you want to trap them or hurt them, iron. I think primrose is another thing. We got to do an episode. I don't about know the why fae. I know things about that the fae don't like. <laughs> don't don't come for me, fairies. I like you. I just know that you're not to be trusted. Oh my god! All I know about them are their lights. I love them. <laughs> don't, don't go towards them. Don't go towards the light <laughs> or a fairy. Or you won't ring. come back. Like fairy or, ring. Yeah, that's a problem. It's right? super fascinating, actually. I, I read into the science of it, and it's because of the There's way science. Yes. <laughs> So a face, a face circle is like a circle of mushrooms and they naturally occur. Yeah. And the way it actually, it naturally occurs that way because of the way that mushroom spores sprout and diverge. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It's fascinating. But who's to say they don't sprout and diverge that way because the fey folk want them to. Yeah. I won't take that from them. It's probably the latter, not the former. Mm -hmm. I follow um mushroom id on reddit i i love mushrooms just be very careful because you only got one liver yeah you see yeah we (laughs) talked about that (laughs) normally it's not i love to dig for the posts where it's like these really beautiful like oh my god this tree is covered in these beautiful mushrooms kind of thing yeah most of it is my dog or my three-year-old just ate this are we okay and then the top comment is Please contact a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's while they're waiting for a physician to do some type of yeah. assessment before. It can be you know. like you, some mushrooms, you don't have to have much and it will absolutely shred your liver. It's like, like snails. Yeah. You eat a snail, you're in a coma. Yeah. Just saying. That's why I stopped slurping them up whenever I saw them on the ground. Snails? Yeah. That and gasoline? <laughs> I didn't slurp gasoline. I, I had to bring it. it up. I know. Me too. I'm a gasoline I sniffer. Was, I was unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> For in those who defense. were listening, I was a child. I was like five. Oh my God. I need an, in my defense, I was unsupervised, but it's like a gas can, mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> so cute. I could be a rocket scientist. And a Ouija board on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many fun. things. Bumper sticker. Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll be like the coexist stickers, but it'll just be all the things you shouldn't have done. Yeah. Unless you were supervised. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to get into a little bit of what you were telling me about, about like the tradition of ghost stories around Christmas time? Yeah. I didn't realize how prevalent it was. It's really interesting. So um, I mostly focused on what we'll call the modern era version of Christmas ghost stories, which were kind of um, brought into pop popularity by Charles Dickens. But ghost stories in general have been very popular as a wintertime celebration, both inside and outside of Christmas. Just It's the time of year where you talk about death and rebirth. So ghost stories are very popular in many different kinds of traditions this time, time of year. We're focusing on Christmas because that's what we're most familiar with. Um, And so while ghost stories have been a popular thing for centuries, far beyond um, prior to Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol is what really brought Christmas 
ghost stories back into the forefront. And some people will argue that this is ac- this tale actually saved Christmas from the Puritans who wanted to smash it down because it was too jolly. Really? Yes. Um, huh. That's a great, grave oversimplification <laughs> um, and to the extent of my knowledge. But yes, yeah, so there are, are, there was a, there were people who were arguing about it. And there was actually a time where caroling was illegal um, because people were getting too drunk. Um, it's it, there's a whole a whole deep backstory behind. They the, thought they quote, got unquote, drunk then. Christmas. Yeah, they get so drunk now. Yeah, <laughs> there's no difference. This the war on Christmas did not start with us liberals. It started long before with more conservative folks wow. who did not like the twisting of the real meaning i guess behind it and the fact that a lot of the celebrations are taken from pagan rituals so anyways we're gonna we're not gonna get into that too much you can look it up it's it's an interesting thing i mostly did a deep dive on charles dickens himself his life and the victorian era so for those of you who don't know a christmas carol it is a ghost story that ultimately turns into a a rich heartless person who is haunted by ghosts learns the errors of his ways and then becomes very generous on Christmas that's that's the TLDR of a Christmas Carol if you don't know the story by now I'm sorry watch the Muppets version it's quite good oh I love the Muppets one. it's so good I think I've seen every version I don't know if I have I I we had like a 1950s version I think a cartoon that we watched as a kid yeah or 30s version I don't know we had a tape of really old ones is there a patrick stewart version there is i haven't seen it but i i learned that there was another patrick stewart one and i remember then, that being pretty good yeah it's a it's a good tale um so charles dickens was well i guess hmm, how, do I, how do i want to organize this my notes are not organized at all it's just kind of like <laughs> a bunch of bullet points um same <laughs> so first let's clarify what the Victorian era was. It was the time that Queen Victoria was in reign. So 1837 to 1901. You know, I I think my brain knows that. It just never put it together. Yeah, when I read it, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm certain that I knew that, yes. but for some reason it didn't click. Yeah, yeah. I was just like it was a surprise, but it wasn't. Yeah, so think mid to late 1800s is really the focus of it. Some people define it as starting after the Reform Act of 1832 because that pretty significantly changed the electoral system of England and Wales. I'm not going to get into that. Feel free to Google. Um, <laughs> so what what I want to talk about is what Victorian England was like at the time of the writing of A Christmas Carol and what it was like when Dickens was growing up. So Charles Dickens was fairly well known as, as also being a social activist. A lot of his stories are very, he was very interested in children's rights and workers' rights and that kind of thing. So <clears throat> this, uh, A Christmas Carol was written in 1843. So keep that in mind as I kind of talk about the timeline of these things. To give you an idea of what life was like in Victorian England for the working class, in 1850 in England and Wales, life expectancy was, at birth, was 42. Ooh. Because a quarter, one out of four children died before they reached the age of five. It was, yeah. it, after, if you survived the age of five, then your life expectancy rose to the grand age of 52, uh, 57, sorry. Okay, better. Better, <laughs> a little better. Um, I'm also going to briefly mention that while indoor plumbing and that kind of stuff was starting to come around, public sanitation was still really not a thing. Most homes had their own cesspool. I employ you 
to Google the great stink of 1858. It is exactly what it sounds like. There's some great cartoons of the time. So when Charles Dickens was 12 years old in February of 1824, his father was sent to the Marshall Sea Prison in Southwark, which was by the River Thames, uh, for a debt of 40 pounds, which which is equivalent to about 5,400 pounds today. So not a, not a small sum, but not a, not a, not something you would think to put someone in prison for. Right. Like you could pay that back. Yes. So now (laughs) as an aside, this was prior to some social reforms. People will be sent to prison for even the smallest of debts in this time period. Debtors prison was a very common thing and your debt would only increase while you were in prison because you would be charged for being in prison for having a place to stay, for having food Despite those things, the fees that you were being charged for, food, shelter, and clothing, were the things that you received were so poor, prisoners regularly starved to death. In 1729, a committee found that in a three-month period alone, 300 inmates starved to death in this prison. You said a three-month period? In three months. So basically 100 100 a month. What were they feeding them? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Wow. It's and in the summer, eight to ten were dying a day. It uh, oh just my God. really brutal conditions. And in eighteen twenty six and eighteen twenty seven, so around the time that his father went to prison, seven hundred and fifty three people were prisoned for debts less than five pounds. So something interesting that I learned while I was doing this research is not only was his father imprisoned for his debts. The rest of the family was as well. How the fuck does that compute? No, no fucking logic at all. So not only was his father in prison, but the rest of his family was, except for Chucky Dickens and Fanny, the eldest child, his sister. Wow. So all of them were in prison for his father's because death. Because they, they owed 40 pounds to a baker. I, I so can't. for food. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even make sense of that. It's so... Because of this, uh, again, Dickens was 12 years old when this happened. Uh, He was forced to quit school and had to start working at a blacking factory. So he was working for 10 hours a day in what he described in a letter to a friend as a crazy tumble-down house abutting a course on the river and literally overrun with rats. Oh, my God. It's... it's all over twist. I mean, it's that's what it's he he, write, he yeah. writes his life. It's so at this factory where he earned six shillings a week, which is equivalent of about forty pounds a week today. So like nothing. The debt. Yeah. No, that's what he was earning to put towards the. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, he was earning that much to support his family, and they honestly probably would have indefinitely stayed in prison and ultimately died, um, based on what I've learned about this awful prison, except for the fact that a family member died and left them a some money, which his father used to pay off the debts. This it, is kind of reflecting all of his writing. To it, me. it really, when you learn about his life and his experiences, it, it all makes sense. Wow. Uh, it, so it wasn't very long either. His father got out in May of 1824. So he was, he was in prison okay. for February, March, April, four months, four or five months. His mother, however, wanted him to continue working in the factory to continue earning money, something that he never forgave her for. He was very salty about it. Why did she want that? My guess is probably just fear of, like, not having enough money and going back to prison. Yeah, so it's it's almost like a, you know, 
a, a promise that yeah. that's not going to happen because everybody in the family's we're, working. Certainly, we're not out of the era yet of children being another resource, you, you know, to support the family. And we still aren't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's true. Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's different now. In but... certain areas, it is very different. Yes. Yes. Um, in others, not so much. Yeah. Check where you buy your chocolate bars. You will be sorely disappointed. And pretty much everything that you buy. Also that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, it's better in England. It's not better other places. Yes. So I don't know how long he continued to work for. I couldn't find that information, but I do know it took him, uh, his father wanted him to go back to school and it took him three years to get back to school, but eventually he did go back to school. So he, because of these early life experiences, he was very passionate about writing social wrongs and he was, you know, it was very obviously reflected in his writing and all of his stories. If you've read any of Charles Dickens, it's very clear what his beliefs were. Uh, He was a voracious advocate for child's rights, uh, education, and social and economic reformation. He wrote to a friend in 1858 that everything that happens shows beyond mistake that you can't shut out the world, that you are in it to be of it, that you must get yourself into a false position the moment you try to sever yourself from it, that you must mingle with it and make the best of it and make the best of yourself into the bargain, which I think is a very yeah solid way to look at, you know, you're going to, you're going to do the best that you can, but you can't shut yourself out from the reality that life is endless horror. <laughs> <laughs> but eloquently said. <laughs> so back to yeah. the world of Victorian England in the 1840s, which is early Victorian era. And so, the, I mean, the Victorian era was an age of social change. If you think about, the, the social changes that happened throughout the 1800s where, you know, people, the industrial era was really taking off. Mm-hmm. Rights had a time to catch up. You can kind of see that happening now with the internet, even though it has been around for a while, our laws are not quite caught up yet. So anyways, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> uh, so the divide between the haves and the have nots, uh, so to speak, was very significant during this time. The upper and middle class really flourished because they were able to work in more skilled conditions. They they had more control over their lives. They were not working in unsafe conditions. The unskilled, quote unquote, unskilled laborers were in overwhelmingly terrible conditions, not making enough money to support themselves, unable to access clean water, education, shelter, or even clothing. You know, just it was a, a, a very strong divide between, you know, a a time where we were really blossoming in a, in a creative way and people were having, you know, technology was starting to kind of have an impact on making life easier. But at the same time, the people who were working those technologies the in the factories and stuff were experiencing backbreaking, very dangerous labor. And this is at a time too, where like with mining children were really popular in mines because of their size. Yeah. Which is so fucked. <laughs> Still happening. <laughs> Anyways, um, under the advancement of industrialization, the demand for labor to work the new jobs that came with it and the lack of laws to catch up with this, these demands. And also we'll get into it with the beliefs at the time. Children and workers were not protected at all. Both adults and children were used to work in these conditions. Children often worked for more than 12 hours a day. And usually it was six or seven days a week. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's hard to really fathom because I mean, we, we have stressful jobs and we, and we work a lot of hours, but I genuinely can't 
fathom working a 12-hour day in a coal mine six days a week. And you're a kid. As a kid. As a kid. I can't. I barely make it as an adult. I know. Working in an office. (laughs) God damn it. Wow. That makes me, that's perspective. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's really interesting. So the upper class citizens and honestly, uh, not just the upper class, I'd say like it was a general belief that the impoverished languished in their conditions due to poor breeding and bad morals. So religion had a tie into this again kind of tiptoeing a little back to the idea that a Christmas carol kind of quote unquote saved Christmas from mm, the right. the puritanical dislike of Christmas. So this belief wasn't often reinforced by religion and there were rules in place to actually, you know, quote unquote punish the amoral struggling class. Think about debtor's prison. Uh, another prime example being Reverend Thomas Robert uh, Malthus, who was an economist of the time. He argued that quote unquote moral restraint was the best way to ameliorate poverty and that starvation of the poor may be necessary, may be a necessary evil to reduce the growing population. (laughs) So another example of this is the hard faced poverty is a moral problem. Uh, In 1834, there was a clause to the poor law amendment act of 1834. I don't know why I said 1834 twice. Parishes were prohibited from granting assistance to any unwed mothers. So, oh my god, I'm gonna get put and paint a picture how, into your mind. Think how common that was back then. You're a maid. You're working in a home where you don't have a lot of social or any kind of power whatsoever, and you are raped. You get pregnant. You're an unwed mother, and you can't get assistance. Can't work because what do you birth do? complications. Who knows? Starve to death? Yes. <laughs> That's an it's, immodest proposal. It is. That it is, is not the solution to a very real problem. And, and uh, in this era, the idea was it's because you're amoral. It's because you're not religious enough. It's because whatever. You know, the idea of helping the poor, and this is something that you see today still in modern politics, the idea was helping the poor because they're only poor because they're lazy. And if you help them, you're encouraging them to become more lazy. By providing assistance, you're teaching them to not work for themselves. If help is offered, it should be offered under such terrible conditions that people don't even want to ask for help. How about you offer help in a way that, okay, what happened to the whole teaching a man to fish thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, like, Get them on their feet and show them how to stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a rising tide lifts all ships. You can't leave behind half the population because you think that poverty is is a moral problem, which it's not. It's it's a cyclical trap that people get sucked into. And I won't say that like our our benefit programs in this country have a lot of work to do. They're not great. Yeah. And on many, on many affronts. And sometimes they punish people for trying to get back on their feet because then you lose your assistance and you're making less than you were before. There's so many problems with with this with this system. But the idea that poverty is brought on by laziness is just ignorant. And it was very popular at this time. I'm sure there's still people out there that feel the same there way. There are. There Which are, is why yeah. we have struggles yes. now. Yes. So. 
Yeah. So. Oh, that's fucking depressing. <laughs> what a, a ghost story. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the ghost story I know, story I know. We're, we're, I know. We're not there yet. We need, we needed this backstory to better understand. When you, when you understand the, the world with which Dickens was living in, all of his stories make so much more sense. Yeah. I, I mean. So before Christmas Carol was a Christmas Carol, he came up with a story after thinking about, he was, he was planning on writing it as a pamphlet that he was going to title an appeal to the people of England on behalf of the poor man's child. Oh my God. (laughs) So he instead decided to turn the pamphlet into a story because people, entertainment can really move people. And I think he understood that. And he was also a prolific writer. So yeah. he began working on the story in early 1843 after reading a government report on child labor in the UK that described children working for 11 to 16 hours a day, six days a week and touring the Cornish tin mines where he saw children working in abysmal conditions. Wow. So he was, God. he was brought to passion by this. So a Christmas Carol was roundly well accepted you know the it's it's a, a fantastic tale I, I won't get like spend too much time delving on the plot of it because i think most of our listeners have probably heard it and if, if they haven't i don't want to spoil it for them it's a great tale uh, the there is a rich man named scrooge which is where the term scrooge comes from and he is part buys into this victorian belief that poverty is a amorality and that you know you just need to not be lazy and be a more moral and good person and then you won't be poor anymore and he gets visited by three ghosts the ghost of christmas past christmas present and christmas future and sees how very very wrong he is and it was very popular at the time uh surprising i guess kind of surprisingly but i think also maybe a lot of the people reading it were again this was an era that did instigate a lot of social change so i think people it really resonated with them and it's it it is arguably what popularized ghost stories and christmas tales for modern day so again they've been around for far before charles dickens but it really brought after this it became a a pretty regular thing for christmas ghost stories to be published and they were i was going to go over more of them and like kind of break some of them down because a lot of them about half of them were written by women which was kind of surprising to me yeah i like that yeah Uh, but then i decided that i would i would save that that tale and just kind of i i think it's very interesting that he kind of I think he formed a little bit of what we see modern day Christmas as as being a warm loving forgiving compassionate you know giving to others having holiday goodwill I think that that was formed in part by Charles Dickens A Christmas Carol and the, and the part that it played and the popularity that it had at the time and that still has today you know oh definitely I don't 200 years later almost I- I don't think I know anybody in my own circle that doesn't know about Charles Dickens' work or at least A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And he was so good about telling you a really good story and sometimes inherently spooky in a way. Yeah. Um, But there are really deep lessons in there. It's very it's very interesting. I, I did go on a bit of a deep dive because I was curious if he believed in ghosts. Ooh. Or if he just used them, you know, as a as a prop, and it seemed that he was mostly a skeptic. But as he got older, he became a little less skeptical. Yeah. Oh, that's chilling. He was also not super <laughs> religious. I think he belonged to the Unitarian Church, which is like okay. the the most 
kind of like come as you are. At least I've, I've, I, I went to one briefly for a time to give a presentation and, and the impression I got that it was very Hmm. kind of all creeds are welcome here kind of thing. So that's cool. It tracks based on what I know about him that he might've attended one of those. I didn't know they've been around that long though, to be honest. I thought it was a newer thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I didn't either. Yeah. I thought it was a newer thing too. Yeah. Huh. Well, because it seems very like, you know. Yeah. It's, it seems very, very much like what could be coined as woke. <laughs> I, I use it in a positive term, but yeah, just as far as like everyone's yeah. welcome here. Everyone can come here. It doesn't matter what you believe. We're just here to celebrate our beliefs all together. I'd say Charles yeah. Dickens was woke. Yeah, right? I, for his time especially. <laughs> yeah, um, so very much so. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I thought I knew a bit about him, and I, I guess I didn't. It's very, it's very interesting, and just yeah, he, he's a very interesting fellow. I highly recommend go, going on a deep dive and reading some of the the letters that he wrote because he was very philosophical. I think in some of the things that he he yeah. said and thought of outside of his creative writings. I wonder when he started seriously writing, like if he was young. He was. He was very young. He yeah. had, uh, shortly after school, I didn't. I don't remember the exact age, but he he worked as an assistant or something for a journalist or something along those lines, and that's what got him into writing. So he oh, was very cool. young. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Aw, yay! That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. So on that note of the vibe of ghost stories for Christmas I would like to hear the ghost stories that you have come prepared with well one of them's kind of weird but I want even to... better that's right that's what we're here for <laughs> I wanted to involve it because it happens every six Christmases but it's been happening since the 12th century Ooh. Yes. so our, when is the next sixth Christmas date 2028 we're going to have to go to England. So 2022. Okay. All right. All yep. right. Yep. 2022. Sorry. The math the took me a second to like rotate in my little brain. before that. Yeah. Down 2016. Is this like an omen thing or? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just I kidding. don't understand. And there's some things I didn't include in my notes, but I'll, I'll touch on them lightly. Why we think all of this shit is happening. Um, the six, every six years doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense but I'm sure there's rhyme and reason to yeah. it. Um, so essentially, let's see. Let's start with the characters so we don't get confused. Yeah. So our main guy here, he is Joffrey de Mandeville the second. Ooh, what the what a name. Yes. De Mandeville. Yeah. <laughs> so his grandfather was Joffrey de Mandeville the first. And Joffrey de Mandeville the second, so the grandson, his father's name was William. And then we have some other characters I'm going to sprinkle in here. And then there's a third Joffrey eventually. It's like ridiculous. It's a lot of Joffreys. They need to poison a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, I know. So a little bit of backstory for the grandfather. He had obtained a lot of wealth at one point through like land and he owned castles and priories, different so not things, whatever. Children in mines. <laughs> no. <laughs> different kind of wealth (laughs) um so he had all of this family wealth for his future generations to inherit yeah his son william kind of like squandered it Mm. i think it was like bad 
yeah bad business business dealings and also debt over time oh yeah that'll get you yeah so his son joffrey de mandeville the second he kind of set out on a quest when he got older and realized that his family's legacy was kind of like not intact anymore and he was gonna have to work like a bitch the rest of his life in order to have some type of creature comfort he decided he wanted to go on a crusade to kind of get that back no matter what it took even if Ooh. it meant betrayal. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Love me some be- Christmas betrayal. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, um, so I put in John's stocking this year. Christmas betrayal? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lump of coal very beautifully written on it. It's, it's a glitter bomb. <laughs> oh, my God. Glitter bomb. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a glitter bomb in an Xbox box. <laughs> that is fucking great. I hope Impish you're telling your me <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. So basically, he became um like very good friends with the king at the time. Stephen of I think it was Blois or Blois, it's B L O I S. He hmm. was the king. So where is this again? I apologize. It's you, in you England. It. it is. Okay. And some of this will make sense in a minute. Yeah. Because I'll explain. Blois or Bloisey. It sounds very English. Bloisey. <laughs> I'm going with Bloisey. <laughs> Stephen of Bloisey. Stephen of Bloisey. <laughs> I like that very much. But Joffrey, he became like his right hand man and he was gifted land and all kinds of things and a really nice title. Like he became a baron, all this stuff. Um, But at one point in time, Stephen had some enemies. So his enemy was his cousin, Empress Matilda. Ooh. Yeah. Could she, like, use move things with her mind? No. (laughs) No, but I love that movie. I wanted to be her growing up. Me too. I was so upset I didn't get magical powers or a visit from an owl. I'm still waiting on that letter. Yeah. (laughs) I... The rollback to an early episode. <laughs> you sure they got the address right? <sighs> then maybe they didn't. You know what? Maybe it's because I was homeschooled. They were looking at the public school. Oh my fucking! That's God. why I haven't gotten my letter. Kids who were homeschooled, let us know. They if don't you get got to go to Hogwarts. Hogwarts letter. That's <laughs> so depressing. I'm so upset, dude. I can't even believe Harry was on the books. He lived in a goddamn closet. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's so sad. Sorry, Harry. <sighs> Sorry, Ellie, about your letter. It's fine. <laughs> I'm over it, I guess. <laughs> God damn, that's so terrible. Um, so again, King Stephen, his cousin is Matilda. She is an empress. And Matilda attacked the shit out of Stephen and actually captured him. And she had the help of one of her uncles and also her half-brother, Robert. Wait, okay, so but Stephen had nothing at this point, right? He had squandered all the money? No. I'm getting my name. My names are not good. See, this is sorry. Why it's hard. I'm the worst. So Joffrey's father, William, squandered the Mandeville wealth. Okay. Oh, but this is King even S- a Blazy. <laughs> what did I say before? I don't remember. Blazy. Blazy. Oh, whatever. It's Blazy now. Oh sorry for peeking out here. <laughs> so. There's the Mandeville family, and then there's Stephen of Bloy or whatever. Blazy. <laughs> blow me, Steve. <laughs> Stephen of Blow Me. I now introduce 
<laughs> the Lord and Lady of Blow Me. What is in this wine? <laughs> <laughs> LSD. <laughs> the Lord Lady of Blow Me. That reminded me of, oh man, what's that night movie? Um, A Night's Tale? A Night's Tale. I fucking love that it's movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, yeah, it's so good. <sighs> it's so good. I'm crying. <laughs> So Stephen, his cousin Matilda, she was rightful heir to the throne, but he was given that instead and also super fucking love that he had the backing of the church. The reason why this should have been her throne, she should have been crowned the queen, is because her father was Henry I. Oh. Who had no other children. Yeah. Right. So he had written a thing for the court to like give their loyalty to his sole heir, Empress a Matilda. Woman? A woman. <laughs> How will she make decisions when the blood flows? I know. <laughs> it bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. So. <laughs> Can't be trusted. So the court was like not having it. And eventually King Henry I died. And so... Also, there was like kind of weird community backlash about the whole thing because it was a woman. So Stephen was crowned king. It's not pronounced. Uh, it's not spelled Fandelver. No. <laughs> not Fandelver. <laughs> In our D and D game, yes. Uh, Fandel. We're playing the minds of Fandelver, but it's it's the minds of Stephen. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. Anyways, I am apologize. You listened so nicely to everything I said, and I'm just interrupting every other word. It just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like my muscles. Oh, I'm no. Gonna, no, Go they're getting a doctor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I might have spinal meningitis or, um, which, so sorry. I'm just Everyone comment. Big spoon, <laughs> see a doctor. If we bully her, it might happen. Well, it's that, but like, I don't have a fever. I don't have a weird body rash, which apparently can happen. You're slowly turning into a little shaky dog. I'm a chihuahua. Yeah. Oh my God. That's chihuahua disease. <laughs> I got bit by a were chihuahua and that's what's happening. To oh, well, me. there's no cure for that. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> or like I said, stage one possession. That, that could also be what it is. But first, yeah. first we got to have a doctor rule out other things. <laughs> And then and then we'll break out the sage and we'll have Chris come in and exercise you. Okay. I'm okay with that. I might need it. Yeah. Chris, get at us. <laughs> oh, God. So Matilda, again, like I said before, she went and there was a battle and she had her cousin Stephen captured and she took over and she wasn't necessarily like given the crown. But she had some power during that time because she fucking had her cousin locked up in a cell. Good for somewhere. her, honestly. I know. Take I feel that the shit. Same way. Bitch, I'm like, here God for it. Damn it. Yeah. I, whatever. So at that time, Joffrey again, Joffrey the second. We're still talking about him here. He's our he's our guy that comes back every six years. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So he switched sides. He swore fealty to empress matilda and said fuck king stephen like not my bitch anymore it's hard You're so bitch. hard for me to just like stephen to me is such a modern name well so, like ph well still oh it's stephen <laughs> <laughs> 
you should have said it makes much more sense now <laughs> s-t-e-p-h-e-n oh so it is st- okay yeah it just seems like such a modern name i thought you meant i thought you meant the s was a p <laughs> There's a literal meme about this, and I still love for it. I can't stop crying. Oh my god! Well, okay, so King Stephen. This is fucking jacked. Oh my god. So yeah, he's in prison. So Matilda took over. Do I still have my eyelash on? It's still there. Okay. Your, eyes are just, your eyes are just real watery. <laughs> Would you like a tissue? No. Dying. Oh my God. Okay. I swear I'll finish the story. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's 100% my fault. Oh my God. So basically, she at first confirmed Joffrey's custody to the Tower of London. So that's his. Um, he has ownership over it. And isn't, she free. Isn't the Tower of London a prison? I think it is. So she's like. you can have this prisoner (laughs) well he also had like priories and stuff one of them his grandfather had built he had castles whatever okay oh so he he had a little more than like yeah (laughs) okay biggest thing though is that she forgave all of the mandeville debts Ooh. yeah oh yeah so that was kind of a big deal so he was doing some political leveraging and maneuvering yeah. to basically get rid of all that and start from scratch. Yeah. But still have some wealth, right? So at some point, the Empress Matilda, she was getting more backlash like she had before about being crowned the queen from the community. Because again, women in power. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. Hang on. Hang on. I think I just... I'm pretty sure that's not a term that's to be used anymore, and I apologize. I'm pretty sure I just oh. learned. I think it might have been on, on Double Density's most recent oh, episode. Shit. <laughs> I think that's. We're gonna cut that. <laughs> I think I think it's not a good term. I'll, I'll cut it. It was just in my head. I blame you, Brian. Just bleep it out. I'll I'll do my weird warble thing where I make it backwards and then I put a weird like bloop. I noticed that. I like it. Do you? Yeah. It's slightly different. At first, I was like, did my did my headphones skip? And then I was like, oh, (laughs) nope. I put that there on purpose. Um. So. She was not crowned Queen of England, and she decided to kind of step down. Part of the reason she did that is because her half-brother Robert was caught by King Stephen's forces. I'm sorry. King Stephen. (laughs) King (laughs) In another battle, (laughs) in a skirmish. So what she did was trade (laughs) for her half-brother Robert. That was nice of her. Yes. She could have just been like, fuck him. He's a half brother. He's not even a whole brother. So now you have really pissed off. I got to say Steven. Steven. (laughs) He's he's pissed. He's looking at Joffrey like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, you just totally forgot about me. And like, he was released not even a year later. It was like that December that he was released, which probably has something to do with the date. I don't know. So... After that, uh, Lady Empress Matilda, she became known as um, 
Lady of the English Ooh. and went on to do other things. Good for you. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, fuck your cousin. But yeah. don't fuck no. your cousin. Well, in this time period, keeping <laughs> keep the blood pure. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they, wasn't the solution. Honestly, given the in time the 1200s, period. That was like, that was the thing. The Just... pure breeding of... of <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> too not, many chromosomes. I it's don't know. Not great. So, although Joffrey switched his loyalty again to Fafa, <laughs> he eventually became an outlaw. Mm. Yeah, he it's became sexy. like a weird rebel situation okay. against the king. Also, super sexy. Used to wear a red hooded cloak all oh, the time. Oh, so he was like Robin Hood, but yeah, like Rob. Oh, I was thinking Little Red Riding. <laughs> Like a guy. <laughs> oh, for Patreon members, I will share a picture of my husband wearing a red riding hood costume. I was the wolf. He bought a extra large woman's red riding hood costume. It's gnarly. It's epic. It's everything. It is. Delightful. You <laughs> join the Patreon. If you want to see, see a picture now. of John in a dress, join the Patreon. We we cross gender our costumes all the time. Yeah, but it's so beautiful. When you guys do gender bent costumes because he's so masculine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was Harley Quinn one year and he yes. had the pigtails and booty shorts. It's so good. But funny. he's a power lifter, so it's 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 fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. You guys get, get you at a man it. who can do both. <laughs> it's still look good. Yeah. <laughs> that is so damn funny. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Anyways, he became a robber. <laughs> I'm the worst person to tell a story to. <laughs> okay, so yes, more Robin Hood, less yeah. riding. Hood. Less riding. Hood. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he wore like obviously his suit of armor. He even had spurs on the back of his like. Yeah, I don't. I know. didn't. Okay, ignorant of me, but I didn't know spurs were a thing that long I ago. I think they were more spikes than actual little turny spinny wheels. Oh, that's unfortunate riding. for the horse. Yeah. Yeah. It is. 1141 so i don't know 11 <laughs> are you a hobbit <laughs> wait isn't there a line where they literally say 11 <laughs> <It's my, laughs> <it's my, laughs> um, went to go say one thing i said another i can't even i don't even know twist, there is something in your wine <laughs> it's fucking gasoline everyone it is <laughs> it's for the aroma yeah <laughs> as we both take sips mm. gasoline guzzoline actually is the preferred term gasoline. Gasoline. <laughs> so it's the 1100s 12th century there's no teen in there <laughs> anyway 11, 1140. <laughs> i'm fucking dead oh so became a rebel was out on the lamb trying to fuck with king stephen all the time because I think he was trying to take away like his title as like uh, the premier baron. Um, he was also he had another title too. He was the something of Essex, Earl of Essex. Okay, yeah. So it was, he was kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Hot shot. But one day, he well, so obviously by this time he was excommunicated. He was not considered part of anybody. He's just straight up outlaw. He was killed in a skirmish by an arrow, and he died in battle from blood loss, apparently. At least it was quick. I hope Ish. so. In that time, getting hit by an arrow is like, 
even if you get hit in the that leg, was you're it. like toast. I mean, can you imagine getting a paper cut back then? Death sentence. I, I <laughs> think about that often. Like, you know what I would miss the most in the apocalypse, honestly, is probably indoor plumbing. Oh my, yeah, same. I would be so dirty. I will not take a cold bath. I take ice baths for my health, although now I think that's a, like a fad and it's yeah, not a real thing. Yeah, but it's clean. And it's terrible. Yeah. Because it's cold. I, I couldn't If do you it. think that I'm going to, if you think that I'm going to shower in cold rainwater, think again, buddy. I'm going to be stinky. <laughs> You're going to be able to smell me coming if the apocalypse happens. She only bathes during the summer in a hot, stagnant pool of water. <laughs> it's, only, it's only in the sulfur springs, so oh, it's still man. not good. It's, not, it's good for your skin, though. It is. <laughs> That's amazing. So he was killed in battle, and this was 1144. And 11T44. his <clears throat> huh? Say it correctly. 11T44. <laughs> 11T44. <laughs> the year was 11T44. Hear ye, hear ye. Yes. <laughs> so his spirit, they believe, did not rest then and does not rest now. Ooh. Part of this was because they wouldn't bury him because he was excommunicated. So was he just like carry on feed? no (laughs) actually he was put in a lead tomb eventually so um he was kind of like cursed by his enemies and he became probably literally haunted by his sins of being a traitor yeah in what he had to do in order to like obtain land and wealth back for his family that his father had lost so thanks dad yeah, dad. Yeah. Talk about daddy issues. So because he, t- <laughs> sorry, <laughs> because he died excommunicated, the body was initially denied burial at the monastery that he himself had founded. Like I said, he had a lot of priories and whatnot, yeah. and religious buildings and castles. So, so they just like, what do they do with the body? Well, one article I read, it said that he was cast in a lead tomb and they, the Templar like the Knights Templar, yeah. put him in a tree. I don't know if in that's a tree. Real. That's what I we're don't... gonna do with you because you can't be buried either, right? No, I'm not <laughs> baptized. We're, gonna, we're just gonna shove you in a tree. Crack. Do you? S- <laughs> I'm in a it's crevasse. A more artistic Send way help. to say that. <laughs> yeah, crevasse. <laughs> Ellie, shove me in a crevasse. Send help. No, no, no. It's fine. You'll be dead. So this is. The I'll make sure you're dead first. My non-baptized ass is the reason why I said I either have um, spinal meningitis or stage one possession because I'm not baptized. I'm like a super easy target. Like, you come get are, me. Well, we've also said a lot of demonic names in your house. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot Yeah, of and them. I've been cutting out like a ton of snowflakes watching like demonic movies i watched the new exorcist film i watched insidious one and two let me tell you what that is a jump between like horrible b movie like in 2010 with the first how dare you no it's great how dare you yeah but the thing you used the the word horrible here's the difference (laughs) okay i understand darth maul shouldn't have been in the movie (laughs) darth maul's in there and it's crazy (laughs) but like i had i walked into it thinking this is gonna be funny like because i hadn't seen it since it was in theaters i was pretty young yeah when it came out so watching it now i was laughing my ass off jesse was sitting there he was sitting there giggling (laughs) 
it was so funny and then like watching the 2023 like second movie it was pretty good the I liked it. um oh, how many is four in, four of them now right well Five i've them i've only seen actually i think no i think there's only two tell me if i'm wrong you guys because it was a big deal because it's been 13 years since the first movie came out. So there's within of just Insidious, I think there's Insidious 1 and 2, but there's more within the universe. Yeah, so there's the Conjuring series, there's Insidious, there's wait. No, is that hang the on. Same universe? Because that's not the same it's, universe. No, hang on. I need to look this up right now because where's who's the one with Ethan Hawke? Okay, there are 5 is, of them. Oh, there are? Yes. So there's Insidious, Insidious 2, which came out in 2013, Insidious 3, which came out in 2015, Insidious The Last Key, 2018, and then Insidious The Red Door, 2023. Oh. The Last Key is not scary. It's just fucking sad. Oh. I, we were in the movie theater and <laughs> tears were just streaming down my face. Oh. Honestly, I on, I cried in The Red Door. Anything with like, with parents who suck who are trying really hard to not suck is just like a fucking t- for some it's it's one of the things for me that just makes me sad yeah it's but like it's old like pets they make didn't me sad. even know why they sucked yeah they didn't trying they, they, they had to know. rediscover why yeah <laughs> so like the scene where the the uh, spoiler alert but the scene where the son <laughs> and the dad get in an argument and the dad leaves and is really upset oh. i'm like oh, for early on in the movie and i'm already like <laughs> <laughs> like ugly crying. immediately it, like, it was really sad it was like watching sad. them struggle yeah to have a good relationship and the like for a valid reason but neither of them like true no like, understanding yeah. yeah it was so sad i oh. think it was a good like I, I don't think it was intentional but the metaphor of like true like genetic trauma or whatever uh, family trauma yeah generational trauma that's the word i'm looking for generational trauma was i mean you had it yeah (laughs) i was was almost there (laughs) oh thank you for telling me that because i was like oh has there seriously not like i live under a fucking rock had there been other movies oh i need to make you watch all the others though like they're i i love insidious it's one of my favorite it's so good it's all i it's very good some of them are a little campy but i like all of them the last Mm -hmm. key is the one that that covers the um the psychic oh and her childhood and it's fucking heartbreaking dude Mm -hmm. it's so sad the psychic lady yeah does it remain the same actress or actor for every film well, yes, but no, because it, it, it goes over her backstory. So there's another right. woman who, I don't know if it's her daughter, but it, lo- it it's a fantastic casting for young her. Just because when I was looking at her, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's the old lady who in the 60s had played with an Ouija board with her sibling in the movie Ouija. Ouija. Help. <laughs> Have I seen that? Spoiler you, you, alert. You tell me. Have I seen it? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you have. You ha- um, John picked up a copy of one of the DVDs and You're you right. gave it to me. She played so the yeah, fuck adult me. I don't version. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's her. And I was like, oh, is that in the same universe? Like, I oh, wonder. I don't know. Like this weird paranormal universe. In Without spoiling too much in The Last Key. I know you like spoilers anyway. I fucking love and spoilers. At this point, I'm our listeners worst. either like them or are self-inflicting but um (laughs) in the last key it's made clear that her 
powers were not something her family was grateful for. Oh, it's dude. It's really fucking sad. There is something about the way that she speaks and presents herself in the movie that makes me feel like she's very alone. It's like, how did she discover thinking about it? (laughs) It's not even like people who've seen it are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It wasn't that sad, but like, well, she family stuff makes me really sad. There's something really disturbing about her calling it the further. How the fuck did you get there? What did you experience that you discovered this? And you know, like it must've been bad. Skip ahead 10 seconds. It kills her mother. (laughs) And it's really, really tragic. And her father basically hates her. Okay. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. Yeah. Was she little? Little enough that it was sad. (laughs) Oh, God. It's like a Disney movie. Everyone's mom is dead. (laughs) (laughs) The plot of the story. Your mom's dead. (laughs) Boom. Disney hero. Disney the fuck out of this story. Let's have a sip of wine really quick. Yep. Well, we're so off. I'm the I'm the worst. You were so good. I like. <laughs> I I described in detail. I went off on tangents. I interrupted myself, but you were like you just sat there and you listened and you had you had insightful feedback. You're trying to tell a story, and I'm like, let's talk about insidious <laughs> insightful feedback. Thank you. Um, no, it was really interesting about. You have a Dickens. monkey as a co-host. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Kinsey from the Oh the God pod. He has a cat named Monkey. She just had to get medication for Monkey and they put Monkey in parentheses cat. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Monkey and Vanessa were diagnosed with thyroid disease in the same week. Oh my God. She's fine. I'm very happy it wasn't diabetes. That's what's we wrong it, with we her. We thought it was diabetes and it's, it's very early onset thyroid disease. She's 15. Best case scenario. Anyways... I'm monkey sorry. and Vanessa are in the same boat, except Vanessa can take her pills and Monkey won't. So I'm grateful and I'm sorry, Kinsey. Yeah, I'm sorry to you both. It's okay. She's she's already doing better and I'm I'm so happy. I was really worried it was going to be diabetes because obviously we'd take care of it, but it would be very expensive. And this is a much less expensive and so, less traumatic for her. So she's on meds Pill a day. now. That's it. Pill a day. No shots. That's good. Yeah. She she would have, I think the stress alone from having the shots would have yeah. affected her lifespan. But like she, she can take a pill pretty well. And just pop it in there. <laughs> All the way back. Open up, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast. So there's no more like green snot wipes on the wall. Oh, no. That's unrelated. That's just. She was. So what was going on? We're super unrelated. Ta- this is like off in the ball game, but we'll get back to it. Um, I actually just realized something was wrong. Thanks to Brian from Double Density because their cat to I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, that's cute. It, that's I think that's her nickname. That's not her actual name, that's but cute. that's the name that I remembered. <laughs> um, but she has thy- thyroid disease and he was explaining it to me and I was like, hmm, that sounds like what's been going on with Vanessa. And I thought she was just being an asshole. So what she's oh. been doing, she's always been a picky cat. Yeah. She's been begging for food like crazy. And for, for a, a time, John and I both thought the other of us weren't feeding her. So she was getting fed twice. 
Um, and like she started getting calories wherever she could get them. She started eating the dog food, super out of character, drinking, like eating cereal out of a bowl, stealing chicken wings, all things again, super Vanessa is the perfect cat. She doesn't do this kind of stuff. Um, and just like wandering the house yelling and also being very cranky. So like dirt and, and drinking a whole bunch of water, basically. Um, so Brian explained what was going on with his cat. And I was like, interesting. That sounds like Vanessa. And then we asked a, um, a vet friend who, or uh, the dad vet of a friend, and they said it might be diabetes because all the symptoms presented as diabetes. Right. And I, and I was very worried after looking up the cost of like, obviously I'm not going to, I'm not capable of being like, well, we can't afford it. So we're putting her down. Like it would have been like, okay, what I are we selling? Like, how are we going to make this work? But yep. I was, I was a little stressed and, um, it's not that it's just very early on. Like uh, her, like her, her panels were barely abnormal. That's so really good to hear. Pill a day, feed her as much as she wants. Cause she did lose weight. She was 10 pounds and now she's eight, which is oh, a significant oh, portion when you're 10 pounds. Yeah. So she's already lot. yowling. Yeah. Like he just said, just, just open feed her. So yeah. So just leaving food out. Yeah. Just let her yeah. eat as much as she wants and, and give her the, the pills and she'll be, I mean, she's 15, but I, Vanessa's going to live to 30. She's not like, <laughs> no one believes that she's 15. She doesn't look 15. No, she doesn't. Yeah. She does. She, she's almost like kitten like in a way, but in a young way. Yeah. She, and, and honestly with her mood swings that have come with the thyroid issues or presumably with the thyroid issues she's been more kitten like like more playful and also more mean to the dog the dog was laying <laughs> laying on the on the the stairs the other day on the what's the what's the thing Landing. on the landing yeah <laughs> he was laying on the landing <laughs> and i just used hand signals until i communicated what i was trying to say he was laying on the landing not doing anything just laying there and vanessa walks up and does like the angry cat, like, like yeah. if, you, if you accidentally step on him or something. And then just like smacks the shit out of him. He, he's a very good boy. He, he just, is he a sat good up boy. and he was like, he just looked at me like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't done it um, recently. So I'm, I, oh, I think. Oh, so the pills are. <laughs> I think, honestly think she was angry. Yeah. Oh, why? Just, like he was in the way? He was there and she was like, fuck you, I'm hungry. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> if your cat, cat is, you know, and acting out of character, <laughs> ask Brian or I, I guess. I'm I'm very grateful because Thyroid. I honestly Man. would not have, I would have just been like, why is Vanessa being so annoying? It would have taken me longer, I think, to recognize that something was really off because she I doesn't mean, look like she's lost weight. But yeah. Brian bringing it up, like that's what made me call the vet and I'm very grateful for that so but knowing that and then talking about like the crazy appetite she's been having thyroid makes sense. oh absolutely yeah absolutely oh poor baby yeah. i'm glad the pills are working yeah she's um already seems seems more relaxed and less like and i think also open like being able to go up and get food when she wants food mm-hmm. is helpful yeah so she's not like hunting all the time yeah literally. also pro tip for people who didn't know because i didn't know this i learned this when we thought she had diabetes if you exclusively feed your cat dry food, so Vanessa doesn't get wet food because it gives her very severe GI issues. Yeah. If you exclusively feed your cat dry food, that is pretty much a guarantee you're giving your cat diabetes as they get older because of the carbohydrates in it. Really? Just so you know. Yep. Yeah. We mostly feed Nick's dry food because she goes crazy when we have wet food. Like, insane. Vanessa is just, like, abhorrent 
wet shits. Like salt, yeah. like like it, it doesn't process yeah. at all in her belly. But Nyx can she processes it very well. Just but mean. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she just is yelling. She will just start yelling if she hears us try to open a can. Oh yeah. Or open a bag. If I kind. if I open like to this day I still it's my fault because because when I make myself a tuna fish sandwich mm-hmm. I let her look out the can because I can't help it she comes in and she looks at me with with those little eyes and I have to give it to her but now they love tuna she, oh yeah <laughs> but like a little bit's okay I just can't like she can't have yeah. she can't have a, a full can of tuna but yeah Nix wants the whole thing she's yeah. fucking crazy I love her yeah. She was going crazy earlier because she saw another cat outside. Thought she was going to try to break through the you window. You want to fight? You, <laughs> you want to fight me? You want to fight me? <laughs> Look how big my tail is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so scary. <laughs> but other cats. Well, the other cat seems bigger than her, but also it's fluffier. I've got like a Bombay. Was it the like, white one or the striped one? It was the the white one with black spots okay. on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> there's there's a saga here. There with there these is. Cats. There's 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 a yeah. But it was hanging around in my backyard and the owner was just standing outside the fence looking <laughs> at it. Like a fucking As asshole. As per usual. Yeah. And then Nix was trying to claw at the windows and the curtains to get at this cat. And then I yelled up to Jesse, do I have your permission to go handle this? Yeet the cat. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> Come on, cat. We're going for a drag. Yeah. Well, it's not, again, it's not the cat's fault. No. I just know that the only way to impact my neighbor is to do something to the cat. And also, <laughs> if you have a cat and you love it, don't let it outside. It's a yeah. terror to the nature of wildlife. And also, if you love your pet, why are you letting it wander unsupervised? Yeah. Your cat's going to get hit by a car well, or get just, cat aids or... We're not in a rural area. No. There are stray cats, like a lot of stray cats a around lot here. Of a gang of them. Literally. Like, like dozens. Yes. Yeah. And some of them become familiar over time, especially during the summer. But this person lets both their cats outside. And Frank, the skunk, attacked the shit out of one of these cats. Cost $300 to get it stitched up. I did not know that. Yeah. It was... Was it last summer? Two summers ago now. Really? Yeah. I the, didn't know Frank's been around that long. Well, in... <laughs> it was probably Frank. Frank or... Frank. Freddy? What did he name him? Uh, We... The one I'm aware of is Frank. Okay. But I think there is a Freddy. So we have another neighbor who named, <laughs> named the skunk, but didn't tell anyone that it was a skunk. So he just comes over one day. He's like, hey, have you seen Freddy around? I'm like, what the, f- like, who's Freddy? It was, it was, it turned out it was the skunk. It just took some conversation to get there. That neighbor opened his garage door yesterday when I came home, said hi to me, and then walked back inside and <laughs> shut the door. It's... He's a very precious man. He is protective at all costs. Yes. He's yes. so sweet. He but I was like, you went out of your way to say hi. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Every time I come home, he's like opening the garage door and doing stuff with his car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, how did we get here? Joffrey's dead. Joffrey, ding dong. <laughs> the ding dong, dead. the Joffrey's dead. Okay. Steven is also dead. No? Yes. Fefin? Fefin. No, he, I think he's Fefin, still alive. I, like <laughs> I think he's still alive at this time. Oh wait, Fefin is king. I'm I'm so bad with names. Okay. It's a lot. Joffrey is Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Fefin? Yes. Fefin is the king. Yes, once again. That he took from Matilda. 
Yes. That's all I need to know. Right? Yes. Okay. And Matilda is Fefin's cousin. <laughs> yes. Okay. But they didn't fuck that we know of. No. Don't fuck your cousin. Not that it's relevant, but I... But also fuck him. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Drinks wine about it. <laughs> Takes a sip. <laughs> so initially, Joffrey, after he was killed by an arrow and bled to death, he was denied burial at the monastery that he founded, and that was Walden Priory. And instead, he was wrapped in lead and was eventually accepted into the Templar community in London for burial with the Temple Church in London. And there is talk of him being like put up in a tree for some reason, like what you're going to do to me. Throw me in a crevasse. In a crevasse, yeah. Thank you. Or a bog. I think you'd fit well oh, in a bog. Oh, I want to be a bog body. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Are, Are there any local bogs? <laughs> no. All right. I'll travel. I'll travel. You can fit in my trunk. Do we have... <laughs> Thanks. Do we have Pete here somewhere? Like P-E-E-T? Not like the guy, but... I know very little about this. I feel like it's a more Southern thing, but <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot in, like, I feel Great Britain, England somewhere. Yeah. The bog bodies, the the ones who are, like, very well-preserved. It's and they, super interesting. Yeah, they look like they have red hair because it's something that happens chemically. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. That one guy, he just looks like he's sleeping. The bogs are mostly found in the Northeast and Great Lakes states, so we might have bogs here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> bogs in upstate new york new york's bogs offer varied walking adventures all right all right all right <laughs> so do you want to go there now or do you want to wait until after you're dead can you wait until I'm like- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> until i'm dead <laughs> oh my god there are bogs in the adirondacks so you don't have to go far from home you can i think travel wise you could still haunt this locale while being placed in a bog okay if I go missing, look at me. Eye contact. If I go missing, check the box in the Adirondacks because that's where I'll be. Or the mines. You'll never find her. Oh, God. <laughs> the maps of missing people versus it's the fucking insane. mines. insane. Oh, that's my worst nightmare. Oh, my God. Anyway. So are we going <laughs> bogging this summer? That's what I'm calling it. <gasps> that's fun. Yeah. We should also go magnet fishing dude i, I love to yes. go magnet fishing there's some cool places here i think we could oh, fish. i should have bought you a powerful magnet for christmas i fucked up <laughs> the possibilities may are not be endless too late to return it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing anyway for me in a bog yeah yes. anyway yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so his son joffrey the third what he ended up doing was arranging for an effigy to be placed on the floor. So basically it's like this flat stone statue of his father's resemblance of him as a knight with like all of his armor on and whatever. I would like you to do that with me. In you would full, like full that. armor. You look so cool. Like Joan of Arc yeah. kind of shit. That would yeah. be very cool. Let everyone be confused and be like, why is she in armor? Was she like, what was she? Would you like to do this now or when you're dead? Either is fine. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because you did ask me, which is polite. <laughs> As one does. As one does. Before or after. God damn it. We'll get on topic at some point. Uh, unlikely. <laughs> so real quick, 
the temple church it was like badly damaged during world war ii and some shit happened because basically it was ransacked by looters when it got destroyed during world war ii so many of the coffins were smashed and bones were thrown on the floor and the skull of joffrey de mandeville was stolen can you imagine being that looter (laughs) i'm not advocating for looting it's not okay although i will say that britain is king of looters and also goals are filled with evidence of that yeah (laughs) but can you imagine looting a a historic skull and then passing that down through generations yeah so they think like suspicion is falling on someone who is a private collector so it's like um it's very not interesting. right i'm not advocating for it but and it i wouldn't dope. do it myself but <laughs> who is hurt he's dead like if you want my skull after oh can you do those like carving things on it Ooh. we've already clarified now that this is like being filmed i would like my tattoos turned into either a lampshade a framed piece of art or a tote. Oh, I love the tote. <laughs> pair of slippers would actually be pretty cool too. Leather slippers, slippers would be cool. Do something with my tattoos. They were too expensive to go in the grave. And you can have my bones. I think it would be really cool to have my bones. I don't know. Do whatever you want with them. Hmm. Not sure about the bones. All I know, and I thought of this too quickly, so I will see that doctor we were talking about soon. The arm, the book with your dragon coming oh, out yeah. of it, that needs to be a book of poetry or short stories. Ooh. Yes. Okay. I'll start I'll start collecting now. Would you like this now or later after you're done? <laughs> <laughs> I think for logistical purposes, we're gonna keep it on me now. <laughs> I mean, I only just got it. <laughs> It is less than a year old, and it was very expensive. That was so presumptuous of me. Um, <laughs> you know what? No, I'm grateful. A good friend asks, because you don't want to assume. <laughs> I love that question. Do you want this now? <laughs> oh, Ellie, I have the giggles so bad uh, It's the wine, man. It's because it's of the just... conversation we had in the gasoline and the wine. We did. We Y'all missed out on some prime conversations before the podcast here's the thing when when i come over from going forward even if the camera isn't turned on i'm gonna start recording you should too many good clips patreon only (laughs) even if it's like something sad i could edit that out but (laughs) we're just too funny you know that's what it is (laughs) oh my god yeah we had a discovery that we might be oh. okay to eat gluten. So that you was guys. what started it. Also, they're going to split my skull open, possibly. <laughs> Sidebar Nation. Sidebar Nation. We're like, this is not a Christmassy episode. I'm sorry, but I'm not that sorry. But yeah, so <laughs> my face is too small for my tongue and teeth. Ellie was blown away that my tongue sits flat in my mouth against the roof of my mouth. So I have tongue ties galore under my mouth so like i can't stick my tongue out that far and i i can fit portions of it on my the roof of my mouth if i work really hard at it but it it, it hurts just <laughs> happen when you close your mouth and it doesn't fit i always thought i had a fat tongue it turns out i just have a small skull <laughs> so they're gonna crack it open like they cracked kiki's open 
And now I know the horrors of what happens when they crack it open, and I'm not looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Kiki. We're just going to assume she's contagious because, I mean, she just got hers on. I go to the dentist, and they're like, yours is needs some work. Here's a referral. <laughs> is this the We're going to crack your skull open. The thing where you get a new car, and you see that new car everywhere. Yes! That's exactly what it is. You see a small pallet. You see small pallets <laughs> everywhere. We're gonna be the pallet expander group. Expanded. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a support group. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the. Oh, hold on! I'll fund it. I am not joining. My pallet's fine. <laughs> you don't want Very just lucky. for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love solidarity. This is not it. You're drawing the line <laughs> at, at surgery. The line. <laughs> There's a fence. I'm here. I'm waving at y'all. <laughs> you can pass us, pass us some wine. I'm, I'm fully. I'm. A, I can tolerate many different kinds of pain, but mouth pain, big weenie. Yeah, big that's, weenie. That's uncomfortable. If I have a sore throat, I'm like walking around with a hunched back in the house. Like I'm wounded. I t- <laughs> I totally understand because as a kid, that was my number one thing. I always had a sore throat. Never got my tonsils removed or yep, anything. Neither. God damn. It. And John's always like, "Why are you talking like that? What's wrong with you?" I'm like it hurts to talk. I'm gonna talk funny. Deal with it. And then At least also, I'm talking to you. You don't want to eat. Everything feels yeah. Swollen everything and weird. hurts. You it's don't want to swallow. So you're like mm. also <laughs> disgusting. TMI medical TMI. But after I got COVID the first time, mm-hmm. now whenever I get any kind of like cold or flu or anything that affects my throat. It bleeds a lot more than it used to. And really? it bleeds into my stomach. So every time it's guaranteed, even if I have the sniffles, I'm going to vomit for 12 hours and it's all just blood. That's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's COVID, man. It fucking, it oh did not God. happen until after I got COVID. I think you're right. Because I've had like sore throats or re- really weird nasal stuff. Yep. And there's usually some fresh blood in there. Yeah. For some reason. Yep. Well, COVID is technically a vascular it, problem the things that have have happened to me i'm sure it's shortened my lifespan my heart rate's not the same i get like short of breath all the time anyways we're, we're so far off the trail of where we started we're in the car and i just keep doing this <laughs> yeah. or no you're in the passenger seat you're grabbing the I'm wheel i'm just grabbing the wheel <laughs> Ooh, that exit looks cool <laughs> scenic drive-by oh my god well luckily now we're actually at the haunting perfect which there's not a ton okay (laughs) to tell you i'm disappointed make something up it's (laughs) It's interesting lie for me so according to the legend joffrey de mandeville the second walks the woods between hertfordshire and middlesex wearing a blood red cloak that covers his face it is said that if you do see his face, he is a skeleton and he's walking around in a suit of armor. Sexy. I am. Like, okay. But I'm not Riding it. Hood sexy, Robin Hood sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of a Red Death vibe, which by yes. the way, terrifying children's book. Like Mask of the Red Death? Yes. yes. My brother and I, we burned it. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, we've, you been over the night, book? we've been over the night terrors. We didn't need more oh, of them. Oh man, you know, I get it. I, I shouldn't be yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure first we scribbled out the like, the, we had like a, a watercolor rendition of it. 
or oh, some cool. kind of it was very artistic it was beautiful we scribbled out the face of the red death on every page and then we like Man, ridded ourselves of you it. guys were suspicious of things at a very young age <laughs> my brother and i have a shared like what i'm gonna call a sleep paralysis demon thing that we see <laughs> sleep paralysis yes yeah, so we both experienced what probably sleep paralysis and probably not a haunting most likely and it's the same thing we discovered over thanksgiving that it was the same thing like identical being past thanksgiving yes like a few weeks ago so it's it's classic (laughs) it's classic scary though so i don't know it's fine yeah it's totally fine but i think the red like that the red (laughs) death we were like no no we don't need more hooded figures in our lives but it is kind of like darkly romantic. It is. It's almost like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. 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 But like deadlier. Yeah. Way deadlier. <laughs> <laughs> so not at all like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, man. I love a comparison where it's like nothing like it, but it kind of is. <laughs> so what's cool about this, you know, uh, armor clad red cloaked skeleton is that he walks with a hellhound and supposedly joffrey had a a dog that was his companion especially while he was like an outlaw yeah the problem is that the hellhound is headless plot twist how are you gonna boop a headless dog (laughs) that's gross no like you boop the nose you you boop. It doesn't have a nose. Yeah, I know. It's got no head. What do you boop? What well, is there to okay, boop? Do you boop the stump? Here's the problem with this ghost is that it growls and it will howl at you. Okay, well, hang on. But it has no head. Yeah. But I guess it has vocal cords. Is that fine? I don't know. I feel like that's a plot hole. You know what? I think this is the only part of the story I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rational. <laughs> No, it doesn't make any sense. But apparently both of their spirits are completely restless. Like, and they're angry and they show up every six years at very specific spots. And these spots are where Joffrey owned land. So are we going on a trip in 2028? I mean. All I'm saying is I want to go to a Weisslach market in Germany. And yeah. Uh, well, stop. man, we can make it like a two-week thing in December. We've got time to plan. How many years is that from now? Four? Four. That sounds fucking amazing. Let's do it. It is it is my dream to go to a German Christmas me too. market. After my sister talked to me for years about them, oh my God, I gotta, I would love to go. Yeah. So much fun. You, did I point at me? You. <laughs> you went, you. <laughs> You, me, <laughs> Jesse, and John. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be so much fun. It would be crazy. We're going to be drunk the whole time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we can have beer because most likely we'll be able to have German wheat. My sister could drink all she wanted, whatever she wanted mm-hmm. over there. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I, I'm not coming back is the problem. <laughs> so we have to mail order the pets. Hmm. <sighs> We got four years to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, if they don't like planes, we could do it via cruise ship. There is actually, 
a cruise line that I've been keeping an eye on because I think it's called Viking. It's it's the it's a more expensive cruise line, but they mm. tend to go through those areas. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye out for like a package that the four of us could do because <gasps> oh my god, John's not die. a huge boat person, but I think Neither. he loves me enough. <laughs> Neither is Jesse. He's totally against cruises doesn't like it for you know okay. like environmental reasons also that's a very good reason mm. <laughs> damn it <laughs> damn it that's the only reason i can't fight against but we had a great time on a two-week cruise okay so the manipulation the starts now we have four years yes <laughs> i it won't be hard i i i desperately i mean i just want to stay there though also laws on the ocean are a little you know Okay, so is there anyone we want to bring with us who, like, maybe won't make it back? I can think of a couple. Okay, okay. We'll make a list. We'll make a list. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Just fucking with you. Not mine. You're safe. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mama Ellie's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fine. Well, back to Joffrey and his headless hellhound that likes to bark and howl. So he's been seen... For some reason, every six years on the night of Christmas Eve at midnight. And he is always around the ruins of the ancient abbey that he founded in outer London and where he was buried, um, but also where he supposedly buried some treasure. So the funny part about that is one of the guys, I don't think it was the main guy who uncovered the tomb of Tutankhamun. Like the guy, um, he also uncovered an ancient drawbridge at one of Joffrey's castles, and it was said that basically he removed this drawbridge that was buried in the ground in an old moat who that was completely dried up. Supposedly, Joffrey had put treasure in it underneath the bridge because so, he didn't want enemies so to we're to going it. to europe for christmas of 2028 and we're not only going ghost hunting and going to german christmas markets but we're going to go treasure hunting is this what i'm hearing apparently okay. i don't know if all of it's Mag- been looted. can we fly magnets mother how much of a magnet can be flown without it causing damage to the plane it's <laughs> <laughs> a good question well how do they well i i suppose they're driven again by boat Biking cruise. Yeah, because some boats are... I need answers. But how much of a <laughs> magnet would we need? It Gold's not reactive to magnets anyways, is it? No. No. It has to be We don't need a magnet. We'll need a metal, metal detector. Yeah. <gasps> I've been thinking about buying one of those. They're really not They're that expensive. so fun. Okay, I used so we're to going to a one. bog with a metal detector. Summer plans. We're going to vlog it. Yeah. You can even get a metal detector that's like a wand, kind of like you would use in a building for, you know, guns and whatever. Yeah. But you can buy ones that are like graded to be underwater if you're in like a brook or a creek. Should we get our diving certifications? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, fund our Patreon if you want to help us pay for that. I would love to go. Oh, there's a... Oh, there's a little oh, yeah. beetle we have, on the <laughs> We have box box elder beetles all over. Yeah. They're like harmless, so I've been letting them do their own thing. I want him to crawl on the lens. They're fodder so for my spiders. I don't have spiders. There are just spiders in the home who I choose to room with. And a box elder, elder beetle is a decent meal. He's for He's who? The spiders. Oh, I thought you meant for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't tried that. Should I try that? 
Only if it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> I think you're fine. I wouldn't. I feel like. Oh, I see him. He's so cute. There's so, no, I hate them. They're everywhere. And I accidentally step on them and then I feel like a monster. But like, what am I supposed to do? They're everywhere. Well, I don't hate them yet because I don't have any at my house. You don't? No. Why the fuck do I have them? Well, that's like some people have ant infestations. And sometimes we get them like not so great. And then other people, like one of our, uh, a coworker of mine that is now retired lives somewhere around here. Oh my God. What did you find? She no, continue mice. and then I'll tell you more. <laughs> she, her garage was infested with field mice. It's so weird because all these homes are connected to. Well, the thing is, it's honestly, it's probably my fault. We had box elders like nest by our grill in the backyard. And I, oh. unless something is harming me, I generally just kind of let it do its thing. Yeah. And so I think by allowing them to, fa- there were like hundreds. Oh, so I think it's probably my fault. We have, I mean, like, they don't, I don't know if they're really of any, like, positive purpose, but they don't hurt me. Yeah. So, like, we just kind of live with them. But I Googled box elder bug edible, and the first thing that came up is blog, the incredible edible bug. Oh, it's in the preparedness blog. My kind of people. I'm just going to look at the camera. Oh, no. It's a guy <laughs> eating a maggot. All right. All right. We went too far. We went too far. <laughs> we went too deep. Pull back. Oh, there are Pull five back. different orders of insects that are edible. Okay. Okay. I feel like dirtlings would be interested in this. Anoplura. Things like lice. Lice are edible. Wretched. That's how you get diseases. Hold on. When we say edible, do we mean I think not poisonous. They're no. not poisonous, but are they of new nutritional value okay so this is just not gonna kill you he says but he it's very expert it's a picture of a guy we're going going with he bugs to avoid one rule of thumb that most just so everyone knows this is the readystore.com in the blog one rule of thumb that most survivalists endorse is to avoid brightly colored instincts this is usually a way for bugs to say stay away from me if a bug is extremely pugnant it's best to keep away them from keep them away from your mouth insects that carry diseases like flies ticks and mosquitoes should also be avoided i feel like that includes lice also no hairy or fuzzy things or stingers so grasshoppers locusts crickets and cockroaches i think we know those are okay um hematera and homotera tree bugs Cicadas, aphids, plant hoppers, leaf hoppers, and shield bugs are edible. Hymnoptera, sawflies, wasps, bees, and ants. I'm not eating a wasp. That has a stinger, which was just listed above. Diptera, flies, gnats, and midgets. Midges. I'm just going to let that one simmer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're okay. You said midges. Mid, mid. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Words. Um, Cleoptera, beetles and ladybugs. I feel like ladybugs too are not something I would eat. Butterflies and moths are edible. Alderflies and dobsons. Dragonflies, mayflies, damselflies, caddisflies, stoneflies, lacewings, antlions, and termites. These are all things I have no desire to no. eat. No. Like I would... I'm not saying I wouldn't try them once if prepared. Yeah. I'm not going to like, like see a dragonfly on the ground and be like, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Not that hungry. 
No, I'm good. But apparently they are a great source of protein. Well, an ounce of crickets is a better source of protein than an ounce of beef. The question is, though, is it more environmentally friendly? You let us know, Dirtlings. Part of me could see it being more environmentally yeah. friendly, but I don't know. But I, I always read articles or hear things about people saying that bugs are the future of meals. That's where we're going to be getting our protein. We're not going to be doing the livestock like we do now. We sh- yeah. And it's, I don't know. What's more sustainable, I guess? I don't know. I do. You, sometimes I get anxiety about how unsustainable fucking everything is. Just like it's impossible to exist in a sustainable way. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard not to. It's like <laughs> top of mind all the time. It's you do the best that you can do. You yeah. accept that it, like like Charles Dickens said, you can't avoid the world, but you got to do the best you can do within it. Yeah. Um, but man, there's just everything's wrapped in plastic and single serve and not made to last. and Or it has folic acid in it or has folic acid in it which makes it so you can't eat gluten (laughs) potentially get a a palate expander about it get a palate yeah get a palate expander about it just a expensive surgery it's fine god damn it so yeah the drawbridge so the drawbridge (laughs) there's apparently treasure under it and that disturbance is what caused joffrey and his hellhound to start haunting the earth okay Every six years on Christmas Eve at midnight for some reason. Oh, man. I'm so excited for our holiday that I'm planning. It's going to be 2020 is looking real weird. Listen, four, <laughs> I think that's a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. To save up yeah. whatever it'll cost. If we start saving now. Totally. I think we would definitely have enough to get over there and back or not. One way tickets. We don't have to come back. Yeah. One way tickets. We'll see how what things look like here in 2020. <laughs> <gasps> I... Oh. Don't even want to think about that. I don't like, will we make it? <laughs> 2028? I don't know. Dude, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to think we'll about be that far. Safe ahead. from nuclear fallout, probably. Most likely. Everything's fine, Dirtlings. Everything's fine. Stop freaking out. This is God. <laughs> not we're listen. You know we're not here to uplift you as much as we may try. Oh God. But yeah, so. Uh, (laughs) it is believed that Joffrey and his hellhound are actually looking for the treasure or he's trying to warn people not to go near the treasure because something bad is going to happen. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if he's involved in the bad thing. Is it haunted treasure? 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 Haunted haunted treasure? (laughs) Treasure. And others think that he might be actually trying to get revenge on those who wronged him. So he's going out and looking for those people. Um, Or possibly finding redemption for his sins. Mm, Whatever. I don't know what, how he would do that. It's been like a really long time. Yeah, at this point, like, I don't know how much. So if you're unbaptized... Ask Can me you more. still go to hell or do you get stuck in purgatory? It I'm probably s- depends on your belief. Uh, but yes, but what I was told and what I learned is that I will be in purgatory. So like at that point, it's I'm like, okay with purgatory though. It's like if you plan on doing bad things, just don't get baptized. Right? And you don't go to hell. Loophole? Loophole. 
Is that the loophole? That's the loophole. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Have premarital sex as long as you're not baptized or if you're excommunicated, God doesn't care. Oh, or does that mean you just can't be buried anywhere? I honestly don't know. I'm being extremely ignorant. Joffrey, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Were you back to email us at <laughs> devilsdirtstar at gmail.com? Well, wait, we'll we'll come to you. 2028. Yes. <laughs> Just be patient. Be patient. Yeah, we're gonna go hunt down your castle. So there's also been many reports of encounters with the ghostly pair over the years, some more credible than others. I mean, the headless situation is kind of weird, especially if it's growling and howling. I don't really know. It's more spooky. Is it skeletal or is it like fresh? It's like, um, I've heard the name. It's, it kind of reminds me of like a traditional, I think it's called a shook dog, like S H U C K. It's a black dog, like a wild looking black hound. I've also read stories of them having one eye in the center of their head. Shook S S U. Sorry. S H U. C-K. C-K. And there's different spellings for it. The black shook. Yeah. Ooh, it's a hellhound. Serious black. Uh, yes. <laughs> cool. I think it would be a fun Why does this one do. have one eye? Yeah, that's what I <laughs> All right. Well, yes, we'll, we'll make that an episode. I think it would be really fun to talk about spooky spectral animals. Yes, definitely. So that's why I didn't, I almost did a story about, you know, whatever. Um, but really, this is the only story in which I found that the dog had a person attached to the haunting. Yeah. In a way. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times you can see them walking through the woods and the dog is howling every night and you can hear the echoes of it. And when I say every night, it's every time it appears. But gotcha. also, there's people that say that it appears different times of the year. I think it depends on the person. There's been like okay. a lot of night watchmen that have seen this dog around. Yeah. Basically. Um, and others have felt their presence near their homes or noticed like strange marks on the trees, different things like that. And some people have even claimed to have been attacked by the pair, but lived. And also, they believe that when there is a plight, um and their crops or livestock like something happened to them they think it's these guys it's it's just human nature to turn to the supernatural when things aren't going good yeah yeah sacrifice something to the sun yeah you know or the cornerstone spirit what oh, have i not spoken to you about the cornerstone spirit there's not a fucking spirit there it is a stop. it's a good serendipitous one okay sometimes i bring it gifts to get things i want oh my god this is new <laughs> I def- I thought I told you about this. So it's no. a it's a thing that that Brian and I have been discussing because okay. so I don't work there. Your very brain o- twin. Yes, I don't work there very often. And oh, do you only like pick up every once in a while? Yeah, like not every Friday. And if it is on a Friday, it's only four hours. So I'm working very very rarely. Okay. Um, but he happened to come into the area during that time, come in, ask for esoteric books, which led me to asking if he listened to podcasts, which led to us having a conversation about us both having podcasts. Oh, okay. And so many other serendipitous things have happened. Like I'll bring up a book with a coworker, like, Oh, like I, I can't even remember what it's called, but it looks like this and whatever. And then someone will come in and donate five of them. Like, it's just, there's something serendipitous. Synchronicity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's all positive. Yeah. But it, it, it happens all the time. That's so weird. Yeah. 
I so I've that. started like bringing like little little gifts for it. So you think that this thing making those things happen, the synchronicities is an entity. I don't know, but it's fun to pretend it is. <laughs> yeah, actually that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's really fun. It's like an ongoing joke now, like I've got a shift, is there anything you want? <laughs> oh. God, okay, that's kind of scary. No, I don't it's think nice. I, I don't want to talk to it. It's all nice things. It's only, it's only, I've only had good experiences there. Okay. It's it, whatever it is. <laughs> I think it's a really positive, little, helpful entity that's like, oh, here you want this? Here's a little nudge towards it. Huh. Yeah. I like that. I've been really thinking about a million dollars every time I go in, so we'll see. Is it working? Not yet. <laughs> You got to be nicer, harder to the energy you think is in the store. I need to bring it more <laughs> sacred things. <laughs> I don't oh have a firstborn child, and I think that's what's really holding me up. <laughs> Why do I, every time something like this comes up, I'm like, oh, I'm next. Like, you're going to bring a part of me to the store. Oh, I already the have. Rest of me before- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you so- didn't notice that the tip of your pinky looks <laughs> Oh, that's so much more violent than what I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's where my hairbrush ran. Or huh, Your the top nail, to my... Nail clippings. Oh. There's just a little vial of them in a bookshelf somewhere. Bully for you. Those oh. were fake nails. Oh, no. <laughs> no wonder it spit it back when I tossed it in there. Those are fake. Don't give me those kiss fake fucking nails. <laughs> oh, man. That's fun. But yeah, that's Joffrey de Mandeville the second fucking guy is gonna show up in 2028 and i guess we're gonna be there maybe we're going to be there i will make it happen cornerstone spirit manifest this i'm not gonna help you but i'm there for you (laughs) i'm feeling really unsupported right now well figure your life out (laughs) you think i'm gonna do that in four years it's been 30 it's not gonna happen oh that's sad maybe we can Pull up Randonautica and find money. Another thing we need to do to do this summer. We didn't get anything done this summer. I mean, we did, but like it was a busy. But summer. like we didn't. We, we didn't get to do anything fun except for Salem. Yeah, I'm taking way more vacations. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Starting the week of Christmas. Yeah. Here we go. You gotta go into the Cornerstone Bookstore. I'm 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 dead serious. Just give it a try. I'm very curious. I because I've do talked. You think with, I'm gonna sense? I've something? talked with other. No, it's not a sense. <laughs> you don't feel anything. Okay. But I've talked with other coworkers who've experienced the same thing. Just go in there with an intention. Just leave it at that. See what happens. Oh my god, it's a physical, random not experience. Yeah. I've also found so many cool old books. I could fill an entire episode talking about the cool things i found this copy of hamlet from 1912 that has the original oh my god notes from the school kid who had it and they're like very good notes like it's the whole it's filled with inscriptions that's cool yeah tell me they gave that to you no I, you paid for it i, I make good I, I make money there and then i spend it and i also have this <laughs> i have the american statesman by james madison which was owned by our uh the first american ambassador to china and it has his inscriptions in the front. And it also, he makes, made notes and then he, he signed it and he wrote all the pages that he had notes on so you can go through and look. It's fucking fascinating. He was from Malone. Anyway. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> oh my God. Now I'm just like looking at all your books. I, it's, it has been a, yeah, I found that like, there's just, you know, that is I found so rad. Uh, the best thing is which is, you know, the, the best poems of German, of the German language. Although I brought it home. It's old. I don't mm-hmm. know how old. 
I can't find that exact copy it anywhere. It looks pretty old. I think the first ever edition was 1906, but I can't find this edition anywhere. So I don't know if it was a prior or post 1906, but I bought it home and I'm rifling through it. I'm like, Oh, this is so fun. I found this like really old German poetry book. And John's like, I bet Hitler read it. I'm like, fucking thanks. (laughs) I mean, maybe he was an artist and German and German. (laughs) Oh God. We're just going to move as if that was not the case because I don't want to have it ruined for me, but no. Yeah. I have a book of German poems. Yeah. Read by Hitler. No. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's probably fine. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, that's Anyways. the story. Um, so yeah, we'll have to maybe go. Oh, maybe that's what I can manifest in the store. Yes. Yeah. Go into the store. I'll manifest it every time I work. We'll make it happen. Someone's going to come in and be like, I need four people to go for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Manifest it. <laughs> It's just like this person hawking cruise tickets way in advance. <laughs> like, super. In they the have future. their own yacht. We're invited. Like, thanks, Oh, no, buddy. we're going to get murdered. Man- <laughs> just be be careful about your manifest. So far, it's only been positive manifestations, though. It's not like. Yeah. It's, it's good they're things. not twisted ones like I would do if I were a spirit. That store's been around for a while now. So and, Well, there are some very old books in there. Yeah. Like Folly of Party books. Like centuries old. Wow. It's just such a good vibe. How in there. are they allowed to keep that? <laughs> How is it not gone to a museum? I like, don't know. I think a collector. I, I think it was something that had like has been around for like not I, I don't know, centuries old. Like uh, 17 1800s. O- yeah. Old, old. Yeah. Um but I love exploring the heritage book section. Oh, that it, must just, be really fucking cool. I know it reduces the value for like sale resale wise but for yeah. personal value if i find ones that have inscriptions in them i'm way more likely to get them because it's just so much i also have that's way cooler journey to the far pacific by thomas dewey signed by thomas dewey to a politician again from this area um it says to ben feinberg no sorry you know what the guy he was not from Milan. ben feinberg was from Milan. oh with warm regards to his of his devoted friend Norman Norman Dewey, August 14th, 1952. Dewey was kind of a red scare guy, but it was cool to have. That is cool. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's a a problem. (laughs) I would rather have something with inscriptions in it, though. This, I think this one's actually worth, like, money. Like money, yeah. it probably yeah. is. You should look that up online. I well, I when I first looked it up online, there's one edition that's signed hand signed by him, and it's this edition, and it's on two hundred and fifty dollars. But I, <laughs> I'm not getting rid of it. I'm just saying, no, having the collection of. I also have these 1930s children's books. That's cool it's, too. It's a problem. How I many have, dead kids have read that book? Right? <laughs> I mean. Hopefully they were dead adults by the time they died. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you just went full like ch- childhood leukemia. Anyway. Anyways. You have another story, right? I do. I can do a quick dive on this. I'll I, try not to f- tear it apart for two no, hours. I actually think it's pretty quick. Um, It's called the mistletoe bride. Ooh. Have you ever heard of this? No. I feel like once you hear the story you may find this familiar or heard other renditions of the story possibly. So um, 
basically, this is about a woman, and she was only known as Mrs. Lovell, like L-O-V-E. L. Lovell. <laughs> L-L. Oh. Okay, okay. Lovell. Lovell. Um, or the Mistletoe Bride. And she was to marry a wealthy nobleman. His name was Lord Lovell. This is a true story, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the bride, her father is Sir John Cope. And he decided to host the wedding for these two at his mansion. His mansion was called the Broms Hill House in Hampshire, England. And it's spelled Shire. I'm not saying Shire because I don't want anyone to come for me. It's sure. Okay. You know, like you're saying best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, Hampshire, England. So it was the Christmas season. I'm pretty sure this happened like on the eve of or the week of Christmas. And they threw a party. So it was half wedding, half festive holiday Christmas vibes. And the entire house was decorated in Christmas stuff. And they had mistletoe hanging in every doorway. They had a ton of food and copious amounts of wine and all kinds of things to drink. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the bride was super fucking drunk at some point during this party. Because she made a very poor choice. Oh, no. So one thing to note about this home, this mansion, it was in the shape of an E. So the the middle piece of the E that sticks out, that's where you would enter in the home. Okay. And then there were a fuck ton of secret rooms throughout the house. Is the bug doing something? No. Oh, did the camera shut off? Yeah. Oh. Because I feel warm. I wonder if I used up all my space. Oh, shit. Wait. Let's find out. Maybe, maybe, maybe trim it if it's like long silence. Yeah. <laughs> We're having technical difficulties, but uh, we know what they are. Would you like more wine? Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank <Because> you. <laughs> no, I think it's funny. <laughs> File two. Folder one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Oh, how to refill technical difficulties. We're back. I'm going to have a sip. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wait. I might have a virus. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Are you sure? I accept death with open arms. Thank you. You're like, I want time off. I <laughs> I, I'm, however I can take it. I know. Every time me someone at work has COVID, they're like, will you lick my cup? <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't. Stop. Oh, my God. Five days. I mean, it's miserable five days, but it's. So much sleeping. I almost have that feeling more when I get back from vacation. Also, this is very good, too. Is it's barefoot Moscato lemonade. Lemonade. Their it sparkling Moscato like lemonade. is so good. Oh, my God. This would make a sick mimosa, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I have to do that one morning. I'll bring them over because we didn't get our mimosas in Salem. Off to, I'll bring you guys over some mimosas one morning. I'm going to have to go shopping for that Christmas shit tomorrow. <laughs> And you're like, here, have more wine. I have all of Sunday to figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> if you need help, let me know. Um, There's like a to... ragtag team of people. I literally sent an email out being like, hey, if you want to join our ragtag team of people to make this look super awesome, yeah. let me know. But yeah, it'll be cool. I'm excited. I just ordered more left-handed scissors so I can cut things better. 
Oh, I forgot you were a lefty. It's a huge difference. It's one of those things that I spent my whole life not really thinking about until one day I, I like mentioned to John about how much it hurt to cut things. And yeah, it leaves a like a bruise on my thumb. Here's the... Oh, that's not good. It's because of the... Like it's ergonomic, but like when <laughs> you have it on the wrong hand, it's stabonomic. <laughs> it's like putting the shoes on the wrong feet yeah, kind of thing. It's extremely unpleasant. Yeah. But like I was trimming my bangs this morning and you have bangs and I love them. Tell Thanks. her they're awesome. Thank you. But it like it feels awkward and uncomfortable to have like actual shears. I've, I don't know. Yeah. For some reason it's not comfortable either way. Yeah. Just saying. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I feel you. But anyway. But if you want help cutting things, I do have a, a dull pair of left-handed scissors from when I was a child. It has gent. So my dad, it, we call it gentifying. Um, no, sorry. So my, my last name is gent and we call it gentrifying. <laughs> but like with a J. Yeah. <laughs> but so he was a mechanic and people used to steal his stuff. Right. So he got an engraver and he would engrave his name on everything. And it's a habit that stuck. So I have a pair of sewing shears from when I was a child, left-handed sewing shears. And it has gent on both blades and both handles. So four times on one pair of scissors. What? Like someone was going to take it apart and put it on another? I secretly <laughs> think he like enjoyed yes. doing it. I did get an engraver and then, okay, this is a secret. John's going to figure it out if he listens to this episode. So I guess it'll be a, tr- a t- tell him not to. So he, when I, I ordered it, I got, got by an Instagram ad for like one of those little hand engravers. Oh yeah. I've been using it to carve acorns <laughs> because <laughs> you're such a goblin of a person. <laughs> it's You are, you are like goblin core through <laughs> carving acorn <laughs> it's Christ. really fun but it's like it's like a little pen and it just like you know it's it's a dremel so when i got it john's like oh are you gonna start putting oh. gent on everything like your father so out of revenge oh. he still hasn't noticed i did this i did this weeks ago <laughs> i engraved gent on the bottom of his lunchbox you're fucking kidding you have to show me after <laughs> I've been so patiently waiting to see what, like he's got, he's got to discover it eventually. No, he's not looking for it. (laughs) He does not understand how far you are willing to go. He put the idea in my head. You are Loki. I am. I am. I, it's gentle. Well, well, actually when we get into Yule, (laughs) Yule I'm going to bring up some things. I'm not the level of Loki that killed Balder, but I'm the level of... Oh my god, this episode's unhinged. But I might transgender myself into a different gendered horse. <laughs> Look, people who are like, oh, the Vikings wouldn't have put up. The Vikings were super pro-trans. Like, they're, it's filled <laughs> with their legends. Anyways, Maria, uh, you're mistletoe bread. Are you okay with me keeping all of that in there? <laughs> or do you want me to <laughs> warble <laughs> the <Maybe>. name? <laughs> Oh, my oh, gent. You can yeah. keep that in there. It's, it's fine. I don't, I don't care. Okay. Just tracking. Yeah. Thank you for asking now. <laughs> you can do it before and after. Well, because in the last episode. <laughs> do you want this now or do you want this later? <laughs> um, because in the last episode, that was the only thing I like warbled. 
It's because you said it was from Mama Gent, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and I, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm I'm uh, at this point. If I haven't been, I've made so many friends on Reddit. Hello, Kinsey from All the God Pod. At this point, if I haven't been murdered, I think something's looking out for me. Yeah, the bookstore. Honestly, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh Kinsey God. sent me this, the Trolls and the Knolls book. I was looking at that. Yeah. That's so cute. Isn't that super sweet? Yeah, I love the little skeleton in the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Same. adorable. Yeah. Everybody looks so good in there. Yeah. I like it. It's cute. <laughs> We have a sip of wine and then I'll get I know it's you know what I blame the wine for how absolutely unhinged this episode has been. I mean, I've been like with my weird meningitis possession. I've been trying to have a glass of wine in the evening just to like relax me a little bit. Let the demon in easier. <laughs> it's very sexual. <laughs> Oh, you did this. Slide right in. Um, Yeah, demons. So (laughs) he's just sitting on my shoulder. I think it's a he. It's a he? Yeah, we'll have to come up with a name. Mm. That's fine. Would you like Lucy? Lucy's cute. We can put put him in Lucy. (laughs) I can't look back there. Oh, no. (laughs) Go into the Cornerstone bookstore and wish for a better back. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a new spinal cord? Thanks. Please and thank you. Oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> back at the Brahms Hill house in England, we are in the midst of this party and the now Mrs. Lovell is drunk. You close that very like menacingly. Well, it's because it was distracting me. So, like so I figured I, I need to give you my full attention and try not to interrupt. It's okay. I love it. There's a certain community and hopefully our patrons are going to like this episode. I really wish we had filmed the conversation before. I we're gonna start we're gonna make it a thing because yes. there's always good bits and just our we honestly what we need is a camera crew just following us around. Yeah, I know. It'll be like, you know, uh no, not that. What's that reality show that was on MTV for a long time? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> the only reality Road show rules. What's that about? Road rules? Is it about truckers? If it's not about truckers, that's a waste of a name. No. No, it was not about truckers. Mm. No. Real. Help me, 90s kids. (laughs) What was it? I know Jesse knows. The real world. That's what it was. They all, all these people in their 20s, drinking age for sure, I think, they all lived in the same home for an amount of time. And there was just a crew filming it. And they were just living their lives. But like partying and doing all kinds of shit. I'm pretty sure my ex's friend was on that show and he Get had, the fuck out. He, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it, he no, had a line where he said is. yoga pants are the, are the push-up bra of the ass. And it was like a very popular <laughs> comment. How true is that, though? It's That's pretty, true. pretty true. It's pretty true. I love that. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I hope that. I don't know him. his name or anything else about it. I just remember hearing that story and being like, "That's that tracks. I'm yeah. not going to do a deep dive, but I am going to look it up on yeah. my own time. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this. OK, so E-shaped mansion. When you go to the middle of the E, that's where you enter into the home. It's the foyer. And there's lots of secret apartments. And some say that you could live in this place for your entire life and you will never know every location that is hidden. It's making me think of the Winchester home. 
Yes, very much so. But like, there's more of a point of where, like, you know how there there will be staircases that just end to the ceiling. Yeah. And then there's a floor above or there's a door that just leads outside and there's no staircase kind of thing. This house, it's just if there's a secret room, you won't necessarily know because it's walled off. I dream of having that kind of home. It, I don't want a big one because that sounds stressful, but like a home that has little secret hidey holes. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I love the secret rooms that people have like behind mirrors and stuff. And it's like a cute little reading nook or something. I showed a home back when I was still showing homes and it had a... I think they used it to like keep their guns in, but it was a bookshelf oh, that opened out of the wall. That is was, like, so cool. Yeah, I, I, the location wasn't great. There, like, it wasn't whatever. But like, I but saw that and I was like, like, like I'm putting ideas together because that's brilliant. I just love little hidey hole things. It's so much fun. It it's super fun. It's yeah. also a cool like safety thing. Uh, just yeah, in case. yeah, like, I absolutely. Know. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So that part of the situation's important to know okay so back to the bride she is super fucking drunk she decides to pull a group of young men and women together into a separate parlor away from the party and she wants to play a game the game she wants to play (laughs) do you want to play a game (laughs) (laughs) the game she wants to play what do you think it is is it a ouija no, that would have been duck, duck, way goose. better. We wouldn't have been in this problem Bloody for 50 Mary. years. No. All right, I'm out of guesses. It's hide and seek. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. Yes. But um, hide and seek in a house like that? Ooh, yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the deal, though. The person, the seeker, who finds the hider, gets to kiss the person that's hiding. That's their gift. How old is she? <laughs> Who the this fuck sounds knows? very 13. She doesn't even have a first name. Her uh, last name is Miss. When, when was this again? <laughs> She's probably 13. Uh, I think it was the early 1900s, actually. Oh, okay, so 13. Uh, maybe night. There are places in the U.S. where children can still get married. I hope everyone knows that. Hmm. Yes. It's a problem. It is a problem. As long as the parents sign off, it's actually used often in instances to get someone so they can become a legal resident but it is not the right way to do that it's not great no there should be better systems in place uh, yeah you could say that about a lot of things instead of child brides or child grooms anyways (laughs) you don't usually think about it in that context but it's absolutely true it's it's what uh, to me it's just a sign that the system needs to be fixed because if people are that desperate to find a solution and that's the solution, then like, if it's not legal, most other places probably shouldn't be doing it. But at the 12 year old shouldn't get married period. No. But at the same time, there are things now becoming legal that were legal in some places and they should be. Yes. You know, so more drugs, less child brides. (laughs) (laughs) I need that. (laughs) <laughs> on a t-shirt in like old school 70s font like i got now. you we can do this <laughs> that is so fun oh my god okay so so she wants to play hide and seek the bride decides that she's going to be the first person to hide so she's given five minutes to run away and go hide somewhere and the um the husband lord lovell 
he's kind of freaking out, really nervous. He's a young yeah, dude. What if one of his friends finds her? Yeah, he wants to be the first person to kiss his new bride. He doesn't want anyone else they to have hands on her. Like, well, <laughs> they have. They are wed, you know. But he doesn't want someone else to kiss her. Understandable. You know, like he's feeling yeah. some kind of way about yeah. it. So they all spread out. They start looking through the house. Some time starts going by. They're all laughing. They're all super drunk, full from a big meal. And they're like, man, she's really good at this. Like nobody can find her. Well, they don't find her. One night turns into one day, turns into one week, turns into one year, turns into one decade, then two. Okay, wait, hang on. Oh, yeah. They didn't smell her? (laughs) There's a reason for that. Okay. So the rumor was because decades go by. Yeah. Initially, like first couple days that mrs lovell went missing everyone thought man maybe she really didn't love him yeah. love her husband she ran away yeah that's gotta be what happened that's she ran what i away, assume. yeah got cold feet whatever just done but all this time passes her parents pass away the lord lovell's parents pass away and he becomes an old man he inherits the Brom's Hill house and he still to that day, 50 years later, is checking around the walls, touching Aww. everything, looking for the secret door where maybe his wife could be. One day, he's on the third floor, and he touches a wood panel, and it clicks open. He's never seen this room before. He goes inside, and he realizes that it's a small, closet-like room, completely hidden from sight on the outside, just by chance, him gently touching it. It opens. And it used to be a room with important documents in there regarding the home, the estate, whatever. How would they put that in a hit? Never mind. I have no idea. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Um, also, maybe not true. So <laughs> <laughs> there's several renditions of this story. But also what's in the room is a large oak chest with a giant lock on the outside. So he goes over to the chest and is like, I have to fucking open it. Like, he just knows he has to open it. So eventually he breaks open the chest, opens the lid, and he finds a skeleton wearing a yellowed gown from age over a span of 50 years. What a horrible way to die. Yeah. And it is the body of his wife still wearing her wedding gown. Yeah. Wait, and so it was locked from the outside? No, actually. So it was, there was a large spring lock in it so that if you accidentally left it open, like if you were about to shut it, it would snap shut, but then it would lock. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And then I believe you would need a key in order to get it open. And she did not have a key because she was on the inside. And her hand, like she's like this poised up with her hand as if it was scratching the roof of the chest so a couple weeks later lord lovell finally passes away after the game of hide and seek had finally ended that's That's a great (laughs) terrible christmas ghost story yeah it's pretty fucking awful so here's the ghost (laughs) i don't like it (laughs) 
I would love to go to the mansion though. I love that it's like based in reality. That always makes it more fun. Yeah. So there are other renditions of the mistletoe bride and how this happened. There's also a version where a maid found her. Um, and also there was a lady in, I believe, the 30s who was also a cope. The like the guy that owned the home, like his like granddaughter or something, she was a cope and she inherited the home. Um, and she was like a well-to-do person in New York City. And she like it was talked about in the newspapers that she got this haunted house. What's she gonna do with the chest? Because the chest was still in the house, all this shit. It's pretty cool. I'd like to look up the newspapers about it. What would you do? I don't fucking know. Like, would you? I don't think I'd keep it. No. I don't know what I'd do with it, though. Because, I mean, like, bones are cool. Yeah. But, like, sad. (laughs) Bones are cool. (laughs) Bones are cool when you don't have the story attached to them. Unless it's a cool story. But that's, like, a sad story. It's, like, a a sad, cool story. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you have, like, the skull of your grandfather who died, like fighting off an invasion or something badass like that's cool. that's cool that's the bones very fucking of cool. a bride who's probably starved to death in a box i think she suffocated oh yeah mm. oh that's better than starving well maybe not but it was like a spring trap door yeah. basically and it was probably really hot or maybe not it was winter but it it was on the third floor and if they had all their fireplaces Just going being trapped in an enclosed not cool not cool at all that would have sucked and you're drunk you probably have to take a piss like oh my god <laughs> like it just would have been so i would bad. at that point i'd be like all right time to break into my psychic psychogenic powers <laughs> free me all right brain it's time <laughs> when you're drunk you can do anything i mean i would have tried anything until i lost consciousness that's like, that's so tragic what a like yeah well so this is what's said that people staying in the house they are kept awake at night by the stifled moans of a woman in terrible agony and that they can hear the muffled sounds of like a person beating on the interior of something heavy and wooden like a wooden oak chest with a spring trap lock i mean if something's (laughs) a recipe for a ghost like I, can, I have to imagine like the stages that you'd go through in that situation. Like first <sighs> panic and frustration, and then just being like, "You fucking assholes, find me!" You yeah. know what I mean? Like just being like, like "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know? like feeling like that kind of. Obviously, it's no one's fault that they didn't find her, but feeling rage that no one found you. So the theory is that she knew where this room was, and assumed other others did. Yeah, but well, because this was her father's yeah. home. Yeah. So it was a descendant of hers that eventually inherited the home. Also, if you think you'd about think it. if she went missing, her fa- wait, was her father still alive? Yes. You think that he would be like, okay, let's go look at all the secret rooms. Shitty he, dad alert. <laughs> I could see him not even knowing. Yeah. Because it wasn't his, I don't believe it was his home to begin with. He bought it from someone else. Oh, man. He, he ended up buying that land and the mansion on it from someone else who could not afford to keep it yeah because it was like the winchester mansion being and I they mean, couldn't afford to oh, keep it that's so sad yeah it it's pretty like i, it's I know it's bad. it's not the most like horrific way to die but just like when <laughs> my brother and i used to build snow forts out of 
like the the piles of snow when you plow oh hell yeah and i remember one time i was digging and i dug too far and it collapsed on me oh and like instant terror like you can't you can't move or breathe it like you're instantly like like plastic wrapped (laughs) and my brother god fucking bless him moving the fastest he ever moved in his life dug me dug out my head and pulled me out by my head that's it was, fucking terrifying if i had been alone i would have died like 100 percent. there's there's zero shot i would have gotten out that's one of my worst i think about it all the time it also like makes me love my brother so much because like we were such good friends when we were kids and yeah. just like if i had been doing that alone they would have come out to like they would have found me in the spring Pancake Ellie. <laughs> Frozen Fami bitch. Trauma for the whole family. <laughs> That's fucking awful. Oh my no, god. No, it was like it was it was so fast. Like it probably happened in 60 seconds total. But like just like have it I, I just thinking about hikers, like when they're hiking and there's an avalanche. Dude, I I'm just... sure it's a very quick way to die, but what a fucking terrifying yeah. last few minutes. Or not, because did you watch that Am- avalanche like documentary on netflix no that documentary has been out for a couple of years but it just got put on netflix and it was about one that happened in the 80s and it's crazy because the ski slopes had been closed that day due to inclement weather but there was an avalanche and it was fucking devastating and everybody that was impacted it was staff and also of course also, three people that were supposed to be staying in their lodge, but came outside because they were like, you T- know, terror hunkered oh. down in their lodge for a little it's, while. I, I think we've discussed this before. It is both comforting <laughs> and terrifying mm-hmm. thinking about how at the end of the day, you cannot control Mother Nature. She she is she has the final fucking say. Yeah. And like it's terrifying things like tornadoes and tsunamis and all that stuff is really scary and as you know as we enter a different climate era kind of and and seeing those things happen it is very scary but it's also kind of comforting like at the end of the day the the quote-unquote scary powers that be they're not the ones in control in total control no at the end of the day it's mother nature it yeah it is scary but at the same time they're is something really comforting about knowing that mother nature mother nature will put us back where we need to be by any means possible yeah and i guess that's that's me speaking from a point of privilege because when as these climate disasters happen i'm in a pretty safe place from it and it's generally speaking people in third world countries and coastal regions who are really suffering from this but yeah it's it's just very like the we have not figured out how to rein that in yet. That's not no. something we have control over. I don't know if she'll let us. No. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't necessarily experience anything now, but who knows? I mean, there's no fucking snow outside. It's like 50 degrees outside. I was walking outside in a is sweatshirt. Is that like, not like nice. low-key freaky to you? I think about that a lot because my it's... mom always talks about how crazy the winters were when she lived up here when she was uh-huh. younger. And she was like, yeah, there'd be like... I even remember when I was a kid coming up here in the winters and there'd be like three feet of snow. It's, if anything, it's more like tundra weather. Like we're going to be a frozen fucking desert at some point. It's so bizarre. I remember there being like up to the middle of your door snow when I was a kid. This is Memphis December weather. This is not really country. Yeah. When I was a kid, the the coldest weather I had experienced was 28 degrees in Tennessee. And I'm, I can think of the, maybe two Christmases ever that we had a white Christmas because it was so cool. 
Yeah. But it melted like the next day. And it was also like a state of emergency because they they don't get snow down there. Yeah. Jesse was telling me he was like, I was reading over my notes for spelling mistakes because I'm fucking crazy. I don't know why. (laughs) You're not looking at it. Um, (laughs) I get it, though. I get it. And... And he was like, man, we're not going to have snow for Christmas. And I was like, again? Like, did it even snow last year? I don't remember. There have been several Christmases up here it hasn't snowed, which is Until extra a little bullshit after. because the first year we moved up here, it snowed in June. I, I <laughs> That's burned into my memory because we left Memphis and it was 120 degrees in yep. like April or May or June. It was like, you know, late spring, early summer. Yes. 120 I, degrees. We came up here and it fucking snowed. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. See, I remember proms, like my sister or friends uh, being invited to proms. I did go to my prom. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, I remember it snowing and taking pictures outside. And it was beautiful because yeah. it was snowing. Yeah. But all the bitches were freezing. Like, oh, absolutely. It was crazy. And it was, oh man, it was definitely in the low, oh, maybe mid 20s. Yeah. Or low 30s at some like, point, but it was crazy. And now it's, again, I mean, I know there's a whole bunch of other factors involved and like climate fluctuates and stuff, but like we're not going to, sure. we're not going to pretend that we don't have a significant influence on what's happening right now. We do. And yeah. I just want a white Christmas. Like I, I don't like having snow through March. I'm not a, no. I'm not a fan no, of it's long like, winters, but like give me fucking snow in December. Mid-January through February, little bit of March, that's when we're getting the snow. Yeah, and it sucks and it's freezing. It's miserable. It's yeah. absolutely miserable. Totally sucks. Yeah. Thanks winter. I just want snow now. We I can want get, I want a white Christmas. We can get like white fell or polyfill. That's probably not good for the environment. Yeah, but I mean, maybe you can paint some acorns. <laughs> I'm carving them <laughs> with a Dremel. Yeah, but it'd be cute. <laughs> I also just got a sander. I don't. I didn't need one per se, but like a um motorized sander. Yeah, like a hand one. Yeah. Yeah. Rotary sander. Yeah. They don't need it, but I figured like I mean. <laughs> Okay, so it was on sale for Black Friday, and I was like, I've been wanting one of these for a while. I can't think of a specific project with which I could use it, but I will find projects. one. It is very fun if you're going to refinish something. Well, I just got, I don't know if I showed you, but I found a desk. Um, I'm just like someone left out, like a nice desk. Like, oh, you were like telling real me about wood, that. Made of real wood. Yeah. There's not that, like the, the mushed up wood. It's like yeah. legit pieces of wood. Particle board, basically. Oh, I'm going to sand her down and I'm going to make her real pretty. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you could stain it or paint it, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. That's I'm awesome. Torn. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's what I'll use my sand. I bought it for a purpose. I, I have it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is you buy the tools first and then you think of the project later. It I'm just waiting you. for my heated full-size garage with which i can complete projects in god damn it if only i know <sighs> someday i'm One gonna day. have a big old project barn yeah we gotta put that out into the universe mm-hmm. at the store i want to kill him oh, that's fucking rad yeah like have friends over and we do our own fuck our own mud and merlot 
in my own heated garage. Oh. It's going to have heated floors. I'm putting that into the universe. I just need, you know, a lot more money. We're going to have <laughs> cute little aprons. It'll it's be gonna awesome. It's going to be so cute. I'll have several, several wheels we can share. That's fucking cool. That's a really good idea. Oh, it'll be so much fun. And I, I want a full woodworking table. I'm not a woodworker, but I could become one. <laughs> if I had the tools and the time. If there were ever a truer fucking sentence, <laughs> I could become one. You could become anything you fucking wanted. Lifelong learner. I just ordered uh, a physics for dummies book. <laughs> because well, I figured the <laughs> never mind. I'm just gonna... <laughs> you just gave up when you saw my face. <laughs> I need to know why you bought it. <laughs> well, okay, so the story that I'm writing, which involves Hmm. This is going to be much longer than people need to hear. <laughs> I just wanted to learn physics to be sure that my world building made sense. Okay. And I don't know anything about math or science, so I figured I should probably teach myself physics to make sure that it made sense. So I, I got I get it. Intro to Physics and the Intro to Physics workbook, and I figure if I get through that, I'll have the basics, so at least it'll make sense to, like, the gen pop. That makes sense. Yeah. I and like also that. physics is fascinating, so, like, why would I not want to learn it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I find it I need someone to talk to me like a four year old about it. Very um, much so. Yeah, same. <laughs> but it is fascinating. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't need to keep laughing. <laughs> oh my god. I just um, wanna know all the things. You wanna know all the things. This lady wants to get out of the wooden I, oak chest. Oh, I know. I'm it's just trying to nightmare. distract myself from the nightmare of what kind of death that must have been. <sighs> it makes me think about that movie with Ryan Reynolds and, spoiler alert, I can't remember what it's called, but he's in a coffin in the middle of the desert and he gets buried by a bunch of sand. And all he has is like a fucking lighter and a cell phone on him. He is a supply runner for the military. I feel like I've seen that. I, I don't know anything have. about the plot, but your description of it, I can see it. It is fucking nightmare fuel because I, it's all shot like right in front of his face or right to the side of his face. I know face. we're just <laughs> feeding ideas to our future serial killers, but like worst way to die. You're welcome. Yeah. No, seriously. Rather, I, I truly, honest worst to God, would ra- rather be set on fire than put in a small box. Dude, we could be, we could do an episode about people found in boxes alive. Still alive. Oh, no. There's, oh, still alive. there's been so many. And there's, there's, I used to love Bones, um, the TV show. Yeah, I watched Bones for um, a little just, bit when I it was new. Love Bones. And there's an episode where they get put into a trunk. Um, Bones and the redhead. I don't remember his name. <clears throat> but either way, yeah. like there, there's ongoing episodes after where they deal with the trauma of having been, like nearly having died in that kind of. Oh my God. Well, you can suffocate in a trunk. Easily. Well, it, oh, it was in a trunk that they buried. Oh, my God. Oh, you mean... In the trunk of a car that was then buried. <sighs> That's fucking... It was a serial killer who, like... Uh, it, oh, my God. It's, That's fucking scary. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds buried movie. I think it might be called Buried. Buried. Okay, it's called I buried. have seen it. I have seen it. It's fucking weird, though, seeing Ryan horrifying. Reynolds in any kind of non... Like, in any kind of serious flick because it's ryan reynolds and you just can't well even amityville horror i mean you could argue that's he in amityville horror he was in one of the newer ones um but it came out many years ago now 2005 yes 
it's very good. He plays the dad. I have to. It is a it. very good movie. I, I mean, it. I mean, we all love Ryan Reynolds. He is universally. But it's. I, I mean, look up Amityville Horror Ryan Reynolds, and it's just a bunch of like <laughs> pop sugar, hot photos of Ryan Reynolds, and it's just it's just a bunch of pictures of him fucking shirtless. Well, I I'm telling you, watch it because it is a straight up horror movie. It's not supposed to be funny. Like, he's he's a good actor. Yes. Yeah. It, I think he genuinely is, but also he's fucking funny. I like, I I feel like. Ryan Reynolds is he's on the top five list of people I think it would be fun to get a beer with yes Steve Carell's also on that list oh definitely Steve Carell he is I feel like Steve Carell is actually a very relaxed chill guy he's not like wild and crazy like Mike if I ever have an incurable disease Steve Carell Ryan Reynolds or Danny DeVito will do (laughs) <laughs> i just want to meet one of them <laughs> oh to me not to give your eulogy <laughs> oh well okay no if it's a eulogy it has to be danny devito okay that's danny devito's giving the eulogy hands down i should probably put a woman on there shouldn't i oh, so you no. want this then not now <laughs> yes then charlie's theron oh absolutely yes Yes. I don't I don't know how she's involved, but I would like her to be involved. <laughs> For those who listened to the last episode, not I'm, Cameron Diaz. Not Cameron Diaz. I get them confused, although they're very different but she's people. Fine. She's fine. I've seen the holiday. No, they're both I like I love both of them, but like yeah. Charlize Theron, you know. She's just so beautiful. She's beautiful. she's got mommy vibes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. The new Mad Max. Furiosa? Yes. Is that Anya Taylor yes. Green? Yes. Yes. Um, Anna Taylor is it Anna, Anna or Anya? I don't know. Hang on, we'll correct. Anya? We won't. No misinformation Anya? in this podcast. Anya Furiosa. I Anna? don't know how. So I loved <laughs> Fury Road. Like yes. the top one of my favorite movies so of all good. time. I really, really hope that they do Furiosa good service because Charlize Theron absolutely rocked that role and yeah. the trailer I'm not it looks like they CGI'd a lot of stuff so that's what Jesse and I were talking about is that it seems like there's hardly any practical effects yeah which if you want something to look real I mean you at least need to make it I've got a bone to pick know. with CGI I think it's fantastic I love that technology is helping us do greater things yeah but like it's not necessary it's not there to replace like we just watched um leave everything behind and I'm not going to say that it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was a little on the nose as far as like m- current modern fears. But What's it about? Oh, it's a horror movie about the, the end of the world, basically. Ethan Hawke. Yes. Jesse, it was good. He feels the same way to, about the film. He actually thought there were plot holes in it. Yes. And Big I, time. I didn't watch it, but I, I it was. Will. I didn't hate it. Like it, It's worth watching, but I did feel like. It was, I, I just have a thing with when they're really on the nose of like, like, this is the point we're trying to make. I'm like, okay. Like, oh. I think about that all the time. I'm watching a movie to not think about current reality. And it's just, it's just super on the nose. But yeah. they, there's a scene where there's a whole bunch of deer. And it's just like, I understand the logistics of having a whole bunch of deer. <laughs> but like, you couldn't have put a couple real deer. Like, I just, CGI'd animals take away. Oh, okay. You're watching the so movie. So none of them are real. No. And it just takes away because you're just like it's very wow, obviously so fake yes yeah and it's just like i understand it's cheaper and easier but like do us a favor and just toss them like i i, I like the puppets i like the practical effects cgi is fantastic but it's not there yet it should be a supplement not the 
core of a film. It could have even just been like a suggestion of there was a lot. Yes. You know, depending on your camera angles and everything. Um, I literally have ideas in my brain. I need to just go watch the film. It's, it's good. <laughs> I don't think they could have. You would have had to see all of them. But there's a few scenes where they have like, like there's a scene where there's a mother deer w- with its fawn. And it's just like that could have been a real deer. Yeah. And that would have looked a lot better because the whole time I was watching it, it's like it's so unnatural looking. Yeah. And, it, and that's my concern with Furiosa. Mad Max was so fucking good. And it was so good. I love Aunt, uh, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy and Charlize Theron and Joy. Chris Helmworth oh my and God. Tom Hardy <laughs> and all of them. And I loved Fury Road and I want this to be fantastic. And I'm just, yeah. Don't, please don't CGI the whole thing. Like, I think they did. Oh, like already. I really hope they don't because I'm really ex- I love Furiosa. Yeah, she, she's such a badass character. Shirley's Theron. It, like, if I could pull off a bald head like her, I would never have. Oh her. my god, she's goals. She's <laughs> she's just the perfect she's goals. person. So we'll see. I'm excited about it, but I don't even know how we got there. How we get there? Um. <laughs> I haven't the foggiest. I was thinking of Anya Taylor-Joy for some reason. Oh, we were talking about Mad Max. Were we talking about practical effects before that? I don't don't remember. Guys, if you remember, let us know. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is... Oh, we were talking about people I would want to meet. Shirley Theresmolis. That's how we got there. Yes. Yes. Well, every time I think about her, for some reason, the first image I think of is like the black grease paint over her very icy blue eyes. And it's amazing. Like such cool makeup. She's just... And I I love... Yeah. Everything about it. I just... I. Please do, please do it justice. She is. Charlize, I, if you're listening, you're perfect. Yes. We love you. I hear a John. I hear a Jordan. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Jordan. We're going to lock him in the other room while I go over Yule Magic and then we'll be done in this <laughs> very long episode. You know what? This is a holiday episode. It's our gift to you. Yeah, you're welcome. Is what's probably going to be three hours of filming. <laughs> Oh, that's... Oh, God! (laughs) It's not enough wine. (laughs) That was like utter chaos. Utter chaos. Durden's... One of his nicknames is Durden Underfoot. He's very good at getting underfoot, so he just took me out on the stairs. That's very cute. Aw. Okay, so let me read the last little bit of this. It's just testimonials. Okay. So there's someone that stayed at the house. And what they said was during the night, I had the most terrifying experience. Shortly after Mira. Shortly after midnight. (laughs) 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 They were awakened suddenly with a sensation that they were not alone in the bedroom. Then, from behind the ancient oak paneling, they heard noises of light, hurrying footsteps, as if she was running away to hide. Uh, yeah. I just to, I, I, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I just got goosebumps. It's so spooky. I, oh my God, I don't even know. Something about footsteps is just. Yeah, little light footsteps, like she's running. I don't like it. And then someone else said. What followed was even more terrifying. I heard moans of the most heart-rending kind and then strange sounds like hands beating upon a wooden partition. 
like up against the yeah i know Mm -mm. and this other person they said the moans so terrified me that i fainted away and it was daylight when i recovered consciousness i made an excuse for leaving the castle and hurried away and then the last thing so not long after that last thing happened when the person passed out and then came to because you a little bitch um (laughs) (laughs) so uh Someone that had worked at the castle, well, they called it a castle, mansion, um, who subsequently soon departed, declared that in the stillness of the night, he heard a clatter of bony feet hurrying up the stairway to the attic. And with this came an accompanying sound, like the swish of skirts, and later on, a muffled thump, like the falling of a cover of a heavy chest. And those are the hauntings that are happening in the house. So like a residual haunting. Yeah. Mrs. Lovell running and hiding. And then like her ultimate demise, like beating against the chest door. Yeah. To get out. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That's my my thing. (laughs) (laughs) So... With the end, we're going to tie this episode up in a neat little... Maybe not neat. In a chaotic <laughs> little bow in a gift that looks like it went through a shredder. Yule magic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this will be so real like quick. It. I just we just wanted to tell you if you want to celebrate in a a more pagan manner, some ways with which you can do that. Hmm. So Yule is about rebirth and renewal. Um, as you know, it's the it's honestly kind of same as Christmas and, right. and, and many holidays at this time. So as the current year ends and the plants die, the longest day comes and goes. And then we're looking forward to a new year and longer days. And that's the extent of my knowledge of Yule. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, I, I think it's interesting also. So holidays around... I would say October through December. Mm-hmm. Um, light is a really big aspect of this. Yeah. So thinking about um, Hanukkah is the festival of lights. And then we have um, Diwali, which is also yeah. the festival of lights. Diwali is a little earlier. Um, so it can be really September through November. I think Diwali this year was in November. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, but it, it's dependent on the Ama, uh, Amavasya. Amavasya. Yeah. So the, um, the new moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure I, I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation, but it's very interesting to me. And I think, I mean, it makes sense. It's winter time. So we're kind of focusing on light and rebirth and like kind of the positives. Cause this is the time of year where everyone's kind of like, you're, you know, you're kind of hibernating, digging into your hole and kind of dealing with darkness and, and, you know, going into your office and it's dark and leaving your office in this dark and just kind of. Yeah, you know, focusing on the light and the good things. So we have the Christmas lights and we have the the Hanukkah lights, although I will say from my understanding of Hanukkah, it is actually a lesser holiday. It just kind of grew um, because of Christmas and because of the commercial commercialization of those holidays. So like the prominence of it. Yes. In society in general. My understanding is that Hanukkah is not as significant as a holiday as it as compared to other Jewish holidays, it just kind of got elevated oh, yeah. because of Christmas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so colors of Yule we have, and again, these are going to be tied in very closely with Christmas because Christmas stole a lot of its things from oh. Yule. 
Okay. So, I mean, you know, Christmas tree, all that stuff. Yeah. Stolen from Yule. So, the colors of Yule. We have red for prosperity, um, warmth, passion. Mm. Green for new growth, prosperity again, and renewal, kind of, you know, life. The green, yeah. The light, green of life. White for the purity and the light. Uh, gold for prosperity, wealth, and revitalization. Good combo. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you think of gold, it's also tied into other things. Um, gold was brought as a gift to Jesus by the Magi. Um, and it, also the first menorah was crafted by Bezalel. Um, and it was... A demon? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not a demon. I'm, I am so ki- kidding. We've done some episodes it about does. fallen angels, and that sounds like all, a fallen yes, angel name. All the, all the Old Testament names are like... Because you, you in our experience, you we we primarily hear Old Testament names in demon related yeah. ways. They tend to kind of sound like if demons, there's an LL, I wonder. Yes, <laughs> uh, Bezalel is not a demon, uh, but he crafted the first menorah from a single that's lump of, cool. lump of gold. So gold is is a very popular. I mean, when you think about like the cold and the lack of color and light, gold is a really bright, warm. And the first menorah was made from gold, according to legend. Was crafted by a single lump of gold. Cool. Yeah. I like it. So plants of Yule, of course, we have the evergreen, which is associated with protection, prosperity, rebirth, renewal, everlasting life, all those things, you know, it's just good stuff. Yes. This is all very happy. Yeah. This, <laughs> these, are, these are mostly happy things. Um, we have holly, which is associated with the holly king. So um, I may have brought this up before holly in this king. podcast, or if not in this podcast, I brought it up in a rant that I had on Instagram where someone tried to say that Santa Claus came from pagan which is not true santa claus is a christian saint we've discussed this in the last episode yeah um but the holly king and the oak king fight in um the winter and summer solstices for power essentially so it's really just kind of the turning of the tides the holly king being the the cold months and the the oak king being the warm months the summer the summer king and the winter king interesting so the holly king of course reigns over yule the winter solstice and then the oak king over midsummer letha in hold on i'm having my distraction moment yeah i just realized your bookend was a pineapple yes we have (laughs) there's two of them we got them after we got married i think john got them for me actually because we got married in Hawaii. So this is this is an ongoing thing we have a lot of pineapple things because john and i eloped Eloped being a loose term because family found out. Um, and my, well, my, my mom, it became it became less of an elopement and more of a very close knit family thing. My mom organized the whole thing and it was beautiful and wonderful, and I did nothing. Um, <laughs> she's the best. So we have a lot of pineapple related things, and we found out recently that pineapples are a sign of swingers. Yeah. I think they have to be upside down, so we're probably good. But we have yeah. we have pineapple. Like we have pineapple coasters that we got for gifts. We have these pineapple They're bookends. Cute. I have a pineapple. So yeah. when we got married, we had a caterer who had these, um, like brass looking pineapple cups, and John got me one for Christmas, um, which is cute. really sweet. But we have pineapple things everywhere. We're not swingers. We used to have some pineapple things. We had like a cast iron. Yeah, like, piece of it's a welcoming it thing. Cute. It's supposed to be a welcoming fruit, and then you know, just don't have it upside down. Unless, unless that's your thing, which is also fine, but it's I not just, our thing. It's in my face. I was staring at it. Yeah. It's in my, like, you know, as far as my head can possibly turn. Because yep. of the demon. Yep. The demon Jitus. Yeah. <laughs> the demon was pointing it out to you. 
I'm sorry. Thank you. No, you're you. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any other. We have the we have the sea turtle rock. I also have I have a a rock from Hawaii that my mom saved for us from when we got married. And then so do you see the problem with that? I know do the I problem. Need to say anything? I know the problem. And it was done with love. And I'm very grateful for you, Mother. But so when you take rocks from Hawaii, it's very well known that that's a curse. Yeah. And I will say that the COVID shutdowns happened two weeks after we got married. Ow, my neck. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. I can't bend it down. <laughs> if I'm going down, it has to be like a full torso. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. But your mom has a way of making things happen. She did. <laughs> she did warn us beforehand because she was in Guangzhou, China that January. And she was like, something's going around. You should wear a mask on the plane. And again, February 2020, I was like, yeah, OK, I'm not wearing a mask on the plane. And then a month later, I was like, oh, <laughs> there is something actually going around. Yeah, Mama Gent knows. Mama Gent, Mama Gent knows. Mama yeah. Gent, give me a big spoon. She did. <laughs> <laughs> For you know who. <laughs> Don't think this is weird. It's only because I haven't. <laughs> have not put it in a proper place. It is on my nightstand. <laughs> but also I thought it was funny. There's no judgment as to what you're using the big spoon with. In case I Everyone's got their own kind of paddle. <laughs> as we know, Kiki. Oh, man. Thank you, Mama Jen. Always <laughs> Vanessa in all her glory. In all her glory. Hello. She's like, you guys are laughing too loudly. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Like, I'm done. Look at how shit. grungy she looks. She just finished <laughs> licking herself, so her hair's like sticking up. Look a little less 15, please. She looks, yeah. She I was just less. talking up how young you looked, and you're like, bet. All right. She looks frazzled. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so in Wicca, the yes. Holly King and the Oak King are kind of seen as two sides of the same coin. So they're both aspects of the horned god. Oh. That's just that specific Wiccan belief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, cool. that, that's kind of one of the reasons that Holly's associated. I think also Holly being kind of a, a more evergreen type plant helps. Um, mistletoe is associated with peacemaking and prosperity. Hmm. It's also associated with Frigga and Balder. So for those of you who don't know, mistletoe killed Balder. Thank you, Loki. <laughs> it's a great story. I highly recommend Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book on audio i love it i've listened to it so many times it's fan- he just does a, a wonderful job of encapsulating things narrating it he but just yeah. has a very good understanding of the gods yes. i mean all of his books are based neil gaiman is i he's someone who i would love to meet too i feel like oh, we could man. i would like for him to help me write things because i feel like he'd be, be like oh well why don't you think about this and yeah just, like, he's just he's, so clever oh my god he is very clever yeah. i love his work yeah Yay. <laughs> yeah so yeah, mistletoe, um, birch, which is related to fertility, healing, like and prosperity. And it usually, or not, I would say frequently, if you see a Yule log, it will be a birch log. Yes. Yep. Um, and then you, which is associated with immortality and longevity. And I think, to my small knowledge, you is a regularly used magical plant. I believe it is, because yeah. when you're looking up things in that vein the y-e-w-u yeah yeah and i mean something um, that comes up wands frequently. are frequently made of you yes. and i think it is a, a very magical plant yeah yeah seems like it 
So if you choose to set up an altar, and this is regardless of your beliefs, for me, it's just a cozy ritual to kind of stave away the winter blues. I, I tend to turn more into pagan type rituals this time of year, mm. not necessarily out of any strong belief one way or the other, but it's a, a source of comfort for me. I like oh, the, yeah. the flame and the scents and whatever. So um, using colors of the season, you know, you don't have to use all of them. Ones that stand out to you, ones that have more meaning to you, ones that maybe you just like the way they look more. Um, and then using some of the magical plants we mentioned. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a sprig of holly or a, a branch, an evergreen branch, Things like a Yule log, pine cones, antlers um, are, are also associated with, with Yule. And then a big candle to represent the sun. So it doesn't have to hmm. necessarily be scented, but just kind of something big and bright. Um, dried fruits, nuts, bells. Bells are big in magic in general. Um, I, it, oh, that's fair. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're a big thing. Um, that That's kind of usually what I kind of stick with with my, my altar with. You can put other things that mean more more things to you. Um, something that some people do is they'll kind of anoint a candle. So if you anoint a candle, you use oil and herbs to kind of bathe the candle Okay. and, um, herbs being specific to whatever kind of magic that you're trying to create. Oh, so and you then, need to kind of set your, send kind your of, intention. Yeah. Set your intention. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But I like that. The idea of kind of keeping it simple into the tradition it's yeah it's just it's it's a comforting thing it having rituals regardless of what your creed or beliefs are rituals are very comforting things that that humans like to have so you don't necessarily have to believe in the old gods or the new gods or any gods it's comforting to have a uh something like that and then you know if we're looking at like the psychology side of it or the therapy side of it having setting intentions is very good for you it's 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 a good thing to kind of try and focus on um good things and kind of yeah set intentions and and strive towards things so yeah those are some things you can do you can if you have an intention maybe you want to have more happiness or love or self-love or whatever you can write that on a bay leaf and burn it um there's there's oh, other yeah. things you can I've do i've heard of that just yeah. as a ritual in general that actually speaking we didn't bring this up in two episodes <laughs> ago about the spell that i purchased on etsy oh my god it didn't work I mean, maybe <laughs> I have noticed no changes, but mm-hmm. it was um, a candle on a bay. Leaf. I paid, I think I told you I paid an extra 75 cents for the bay leaf. It was, <laughs> it was a spell for self-love. Um, so I, I, I love and ha- hate myself the same amount that I did before. Why didn't you ask for tangible goods like money? <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do next time for $3. I can experiment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But so far, maybe it's taking some time to kick in, but I did, I did buy it. What well, it was October, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the self-love is taking its time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't like, I'm good. I'm good. But like. It You're didn't, okay, but yeah. it could be better. It could be, it could be better, <laughs> and it hasn't been better. So, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, so Etsy spells right now. You know, I will also <laughs> say that the witch that I purchased my spell from accidentally someone sent me initially someone else's spell, and then was like, How "Oops, sorry, wrong person," because she writes your name and then what you want on the bay leaf, and so I got, I got someone else's. No. it happens she's human did she okay she caught it justify it all you want oh she caught it yeah she was like oh sorry 
that was meant to go to the different person. But also, like, now but I wait. know that person's wishes. <laughs> she got it in the sense of, you already had it. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't help anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll try it again. This this particular person has exclusively five-star reviews. Oh, really? So I'm waiting. Okay. I, I will try. You know what? We'll do money next. We'll see what 2024 okay. brings. I think a money's filled. Manifest some money. We want we want a pod we want a pod hole. Yeah, that's not gonna be cheap. Like a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any podcast sugar daddies out there that won't want anything from us, but be willing <laughs> to give us money, I think that's probably just an investor. We're here. That's another. Name We're for here. An investor. <laughs> oh my god, podcasting is hard. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is that a star on your ceiling? Oh, I, so yes, there are stars on all of my ceilings. I, I bought a massive pack of glow in the dark stars and every single, only one I can see every, <laughs> every single, that's so fun surface in my house. But yeah, my so neck doesn't like that. my, every, every, every surface of my house has glow in the dark stars in them. I will say that's the only so ones cool. where you can really see, I don't know why I keep itching my head. The only ones where you can really see it. Because in this room, if there's any light whatsoever, you can't see the stars. Ah. The kitchen, they light up really well. And it oh. looks great with the, the green and silver aesthetic I have going on. In our mm-hmm. bedroom, I put too many. <laughs> I got a little ham. I got to start That's picking some fun, of them down. Though. I can only see that one because of the light. It's shining. Yeah. 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 yeah I've got cute. them all over. I, I just have a thing for lights. That's why I have like fairy lights all over my house. I just, I, I really like having non overhead lights. Overhead lighting is the worst. If you like, just don't do over. No one looks good under overhead lighting for one. It (laughs) ages you by 10 years. It's for some reason, stressful, just soft surrounding lighting is the way to go. I know. Like your bookcases are so pretty. Thanks. I love it. Took me six hours to set up. Yeah. But to you, that's a long time to a normal person. That's super fast. <laughs> like that would have taken me two days. It, Probably. No. Or an it, entire day. It, the only the biggest reason it took so long is because I had to redraw all the holes in the metal in the metal legs because they weren't drilled. Oh. At first I was annoyed because I don't have a drill bit that's meant for metal. Oh, but you the, could have asked that. Well, the wooden one works yeah. fine. I just had to use a little <laughs> more muscle. <laughs> we have fucking all kinds of drill bits. I need to get a. I need to get a metal drill bit. This is the second time now I've needed one, so it's like. Yeah. I bought a sander. I didn't need, so I might as well buy a drill bit. Yeah, but you're gonna need the sander. I buy for it. That death so you when I later. need it, yes. <laughs> I buy it's it fine. so when I need it, I have it, and I also just like crafty things. Yeah. It's fine. So anyway. That's that's pretty much it. Decorating yeah. trees is a popular thing if you want to like coat a pine cone in peanut butter and seeds. That's what I used to do as a kid. Oh, I honestly don't know if that's actually that. good for animals, but that's something that I always did. Or making like Ooh. little animal friendly cookies that you can hang from the trees. I don't know. I don't do that here because yeah. the squirrels in our neighborhood are terrorists. They're crazy. But did you see? They're bandits. I have a 30 gallon box outside of my house that I fill with treats and gloves and things for the delivery guys. And I just got this box. It's been less than a week and it's a squirrel proof box, but, but it's it's not (laughs) the squirrels have already chewed a hole in it. I'm going to have to like wrap the inside in chicken wire to keep those fuckers out. Are you kidding me? No, I listen, I don't kill bugs or spiders. I let things live and let live. I'm very big on, if it's not harming me, I'm going to let it do its thing. 
but squirrels? <laughs> I'm about to surround my house Enemy in rat traps. One. I there the squirrels in this neighborhood are monsters. I told you about the time they tore open our trash bag and then oh, spread yeah. dog shit all over our yard. Like there, it is malicious. So there is intent behind their actions. Yeah, that's gross. That's a gross squirrel. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to, if I, if I was 40 years older and a man, I'd be sitting back there with a little shotgun and just like picking them off. Well, throw a lawn chair out there. One of the old school ones, John. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to wrap it in an electric fence. <laughs> Want fried squirrel for Christmas. I'm just kidding. I could not hurt anything, but no, it's like the neighbor's the rage cat is situation. There. Yes. I, I don't want to hurt the cat. I want to hurt my neighbor. Yes. <laughs> You can't be mad at the animals. They don't know any better. The humans. Yes. Although. Yeah, I but s- your delivery folk are fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The first guy who, who like went through the box went, ooh, snackies. And it, <laughs> it made me so happy. I, I can't describe the level of like dopamine spike that I experienced. We have a, we have a, a camera for our doorbell. So I got to witness it. Which is like not so something cute. I intended, but has become now like I'm basically a stalker. If I get a notification <laughs> that someone's at my door, I'm like, oh, I need to watch them delightfully go through my box of goodies. It's and the if they don't go through it, ever. I'm so upset. I know they're busy. It's not their fault and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I bought you treats. I just want to see you. Maybe your sign treats. needs to be super aggressive. Like my, open the box. my first sign was it just said help yourself. And then I realized that they didn't realize that help yourself might go in the box. So I, I oh. remade the sign I have now that I laminated that says, hi, friend, if you're here for work, be it delivery, snow shoveling, whatever, help yourself to the box. No one's taken any gloves yet, which I guess is really? a good thing because it means that they're like well stocked. It also hasn't gloves. been that cold. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm going to just bring them to the pantry when I when I'm done. But that's really cute. I it, told you you're a philanthropist. You I listen to me. I just like watching people be happy things that I've done but I don't like being there because it's uncomfortable but you can so do having it. the camera the, the, the doorbell camera is great because from the safety of your from video the safety doorbell. of my home I don't have to socially interact but I still get the warm happiness that comes that from giving people things really cute to watch it's I'll show you the video after it's yeah. like it's so delightful and then there's another one where like two guys came up and one went to our neighbors and one went to our house but then the guy who went to our neighbors came to the guy who was at our house going through the box and they were like <laughs> It's just so delightful. And I like I, I, I wanna like now add to my note being like, if you're in the neighborhood but you're not delivering here, you're still welcome to our treats. Like yeah. I don't want them to feel like they have the to be delivering gonna here. Really it's long. gonna be like a full extended like <laughs> condi- terms and conditions. It's a scroll. Basically, if you're looking at the sign, you can have whatever's in the box. Yeah. It's very cute and very thoughtful of you. I, I think a lot of people do that this time of year. I wanna try and make it like a like a all year round thing oh, now. Man. Yeah, I've thought about doing that. Like the the receptacle doors, the garbage receptacle doors. I thought about taping things to the inside. Yeah, even if it's just lottery tickets. I'm trying to figure out. How, that's a great idea because I don't know what to leave for our garbage guys. I wanted to leave them food, but I'm like, that's like the squirrels will get into it if it's on top, and if yeah. it's inside, that's disgusting. But if I tape lottery tickets, yeah, there's a sixty percent chance the squirrels won't eat those. <laughs> 
Well, because like I thought little bottles of alcohol would be cool. And then I was like, oh, my God, what if they're in recovery? Like, I can't do that. That's a good point, though. <laughs> you know, I'm like, glad you, you thought of that. Yeah. Like, that's something I hesitate. Like, that's really smart. Yeah. With yeah. my staff, because I'm getting them kind of all combined gifts. I'm making them oh shit kits. I love for that. when they forget their toothbrush. Yeah. They forget like they need some gum. They need hair ties, band-aid shit like that. And I'm making like a bunch of these. That's some of the stuff I have to go get. But um, there's a smaller team of people at work. And one of the managers made them. It's so cute. They're all Christmas mugs. And they're big oversized mugs. They had two bottles of alcohol in it. Um, homemade like dried oranges and like cranberries, cinnamon sticks, whatever, so that you can make hot toddies. Yeah. And I thought it was so freaking cute. I and then a that. honey spoon. Yeah. But then I was like, oh my God, what if somebody's in recovery and I don't know? Yep. <laughs> no, and that's a very good thing to think about because you don't, you don't know. Yeah. Cause alcohol is a really easy gift. I mean, it is, but it is also, uh, it is problematic. Yeah. Cause like, I do think that we don't, view we don't recognize necessarily how much of a problem it is usually until it's too yeah. late with people and well like, and you know lotto tickets do somebody could have honestly, a problem with that but a like point. a five ten dollar gift card somewhere to fill up on gas i was thinking help. of like a dunkin gift card but i don't oh, know yeah. if the trash guys can go through that line oh i don't know i don't but see it's one of those things you overthink everything on the off hours yeah or you could do it before christmas and, and just leave a note what do you want for christmas here's a pen <laughs> That's a good idea. And you could say, like, that's under this dollar amount. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I might do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Or what do you need for Christmas? So I want to give our mail person amount. something, but we don't have traditional mailboxes. We have, like, the yeah. apartment-style mailboxes. Yeah, we got a card from them. And they <gasps> Did do you it. really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we went, I, I was thinking of, like, just putting a gift with a sticky note, like in the box that says for male person, because I don't, I don't even know if we have a male man or a male woman. Uh, it's a guy. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Only I like because he signed his name on it. Oh, it's on my desk. I don't oh, know. it's nice. <laughs> I forget. I got to go look at it, but I love stuff like that. I think it's really kind to kind of just, you know, you're not a faceless, nameless person no. to me. And I, like, I also like thinking about just like because I work in the world of human services, I've become very aware of the fact that I, I love how charitable people are this time of year. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. However, this time of year, food pantries and places that you donate to get overloaded with things. Staff are overworked and they're tired and and like there's no space for the amount of things they're donating. And then the rest of the year when people have just as much need. There's nothing. Yeah. And so it's it's not, I'm not hating on anyone who does like holiday fundraisers. I think it's wonderful. It's very helpful. It's fantastic. Please don't stop doing it. But just remember that that need is just as bad all year round. Well, it's what they say about like Earth Day. It's one day a year. Yeah. But really, it should be every fucking yeah, day. Yeah. You know? like it's I, I get it. It's hard. We're overwhelmed is, by things. But like. Is. And thank you for the reminder. There's, <laughs> honestly, like, there's a local station that they last. They do a holiday thing for us every year. And last year when I was. I, met, I brought that up. Which maybe is not like 
super professional, but I was like, you know, it's really great. We love that people do these things, but you know, this need does continue after the holiday season. We see it. And you know, summertime is when we really see a need because the kids are now out of school. There's more costs for the parents. There's child That's care and not stuff like unprofessional. that. You don't think about it, but like the yeah. need is really bad then. And the fundraisers kind of have petered out by then. And so they did a fundraiser for us this summer. And it's just like, it's so, it's so nice that, you know, you, you, this community, uh, I, yeah. I, I cannot say enough good things about the community with which we live in. Yeah. This area fucking comes together, man. I, I sent out letters for something that we have a great need for. And, and I mean, individuals were donating a lot of money. People who haven't donated to us in this community. If you have a need, if your neighbor needs help, this community it steps the fuck yeah. up. Somebody will shout it from the rooftops and everybody shows up. This, uh, oh, I think I people who, I, I'm, I'm tearing up. Like, <laughs> I don't know if the camera can see it, but my eyes are, are like no. tearing right now. Just, you know, if you're not from this area, you may not be able to appreciate it. I was talking with uh, one of the fundraisers. We had a, we had a guy who was from Miami who was helping with one of the radio stations. And he was like, I, I, I can't explain how insane this is to me how much people give here. I've wow. never seen anything like this. If it was just a Miami, people would be trying to take things from the carts. And I'm not shitting on Miami, but like, I'm just no, saying but like this area, it's the, different. The people here care so much about their neighbors. They do. They, I, and there's obviously there's, there's people who complain about things sure. and whatever, but, but this area, if, if something, if someone's house burns down, if something happens, if someone needs something, if one of the local nonprofits is doing a drive, people, yeah they they don't up. shy away from showing up and even if they don't have a lot to give we have people who are donate to us twenty dollars a month and that's like that's not a lot but that adds up and and when you have a whole bunch of people who are doing that and people are like oh i'm sorry i can only give a dollar you know what that means though when we have 500 people come through giving us a dollar or five thousand yeah that's that's a fucking lot. Every little thing you do counts. It every, makes a difference. Every little thing. One little thing counts. And something else to keep in mind for I'm just going on a rant now, but if you're donating to a nonprofit this time of year, if you're doing a food drive or anything like that, something to keep in mind is nonprofits, uh, you know, food pantries and stuff, they have access to resources where they can buy food cheaper than you can. So giving them money will do more for that dollar than you buying a canned good would not saying that like if you're donating canned goods that's fantastic i'm not shitting on that i'm just saying if if you want to know the most bang for your buck give that buck to the nonprofit because we have resources where we can buy things for cheaper yeah i learned that about the red cross yeah and but you're totally right they have better ways of doing that so save yourself a trip yeah the, the can will cost you a dollar thirty-five, and it'll cost us thirty-five cents. You yeah. know, it's just exactly yeah because you're a nonprofit. Yeah, so we yeah. can get it um you know without tax and bulk and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a loophole in order to get what you need in the amount that you need. Yes, and that's a better way to do it. Yeah, that's a good holiday tip. Yeah, cheers to the cheers. festivals of lights and the season of rebirth. And being locked in a chest. No, not that. Not that one. And running around with your headless hellhound. Not that one either. Somehow still howls. That's what she's doing. No, I'm I'm going to the drawbridge (laughs) in 2028. You're going to the doctor. (laughs) I gotta do that so that I can go. Everyone needs to spam us that (laughs) Big Spoon needs to go to the doctor. What if it's stress? Or possession. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to say. Of course they're going to say at first it's stress because they blame everything on that. I did. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not stress. I'm just saying go see the doctor. 
get some blood work done. I will. Maybe I mean, some spinal fluid work done. Maybe you can put some ice on it or some holy water. On uh, Ice on all of you? <laughs> okay. I've been asking everyone. I think it's a trap when you walk into a church and there's like this thing, this bowl with holy water in it. Because. I thought that was a communal spit bowl. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like it's a spit too. <laughs> no, that's funny. Stop apologizing. Um, no, but if you touch it and then you cross yourself, whatever. What if you like reverse cross yourself? Is there like a. Okay. I'm just. I'm sorry. I need to stop. If you've done that and you sizzled, like, let us know. But I'm just saying, like, you could really rule out, like, So should we bathe you in that? Yeah, maybe. Or at least my shoulder. <laughs> well, what does it take to bless water? I feel like we could do this at home. We can homebrew, we can homebrew you some blessed water. I we'll mean, fill the bath and we'll just say, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, be gone, demons. Be gone. And then we'll just toss you in. <laughs> <laughs> the power see, of see The power, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> What if I just sizzle like, okay, what's that movie? Uh, the Lost Boys. When one of the vampires falls into the bathtub and just like sizzles to death and melts. So, just okay, saying. We'll, <laughs> we'll have John holding your hands and Jesse can hold your legs and they'll dunk you. And if that starts happening, they'll pull you out. <laughs> I've got a plan. The worst idea ever. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a goddamn genius. Oh my god! No, it's genius. I'm it is. We're, okay. Concerned. Well, what? Well, okay. Worst case scenario, you melt. But <laughs> <laughs> will you bottle me up and sell me? Patrons get a free bottle. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, we can make that happen. Right. Riley Bath. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a streamer that did that. What? She sold her bath water. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm just I saying. I'm not that. above selling my bath water. I just. I think you have to get to a certain level. To yeah, but if that. it was liquefied Riley. That's cooler, though. Yeah. We might go to prison <laughs> for that. I we? think it would be hard to explain. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hard to explain. No, officer. We put her in normal water. It was the demon that melted her. I think they won't believe us. Yeah. Too bad. It's not like the early 1900s. Yeah. You, it would have been more believable. Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks for you. It does. <laughs> At least your bank account will be, like, completely full in prison. You can buy whatever you want. But you just can't leave. Is that the what you rather? I will. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd do well in prison. However. I don't think I'd do. Unlimited time to learn things. Oh, my God. Your master's <laughs> would have a master's. Like I'm just saying I need to get hired by the local college so I can start collecting degrees. It's the only it's what God put me on this earth for. I'm convinced. Is just learning useless things. How did little bits from my thing get over here? No, so I think most likely Oh no, that is your thing. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was candle wax because when we did D and D and the candles melted all Scratch over, but it. it is Is it not? <laughs> This is why it looks like that. Is that not the most satisfying thing ever? Yes. Why is it still not fully peeled off? I, I would have picked know. that off in one session. But it's it's been fine for So years. do I need to get you a new case? No. Do we need a devil's dirt star case? I need, yes, but I need a putty <laughs> knife to just get the rest of it off. God damn it. Oh, this <laughs> is my, my most, I'm pulling up for my, would you rather. 
sentence brain was brain brain was buffering but my most recent note is just (laughs) okay so sometimes i just have an idea or a thought or a line (laughs) or a weird dream that i wake up from and i make a note so my most recent note okay which is from 12 47 in the morning like a.m last night yes okay and it just says Curled up on himself like a crushed spider. <laughs> Felt that lemonade. <laughs> I also, this one is from um, Wednesday at 1130. How to live like you have a future. A guide to surviving modern times. It sounds like satire. <laughs> That's not very nice. Oh, man. Oh, um, my God. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Where are we at? This one is just a note that is in all caps that just says books. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, I guess. Books. I, I, where is my would you rather list? Okay. Oh, I think I've done most. I need to come up with more. What? Things at midnight or would you rather? Would you rathers? I think Both. we've gone through all of these. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. I think we've done this one, but I'm not sure. Would you rather never be able to shower or bathe in heated water again or never get to drink a chilled drink again? We have not done this one. Okay, read it again. <laughs> never be able to, sh- to bathe in heated water again. So it's always cold water. Okay. Or never get to drink a cold drink again. Here's the thing. I only drink things hot or room temperature. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think there's been very few times that I've craved like cold, a cold drink. Usually I don't like cold. Well, on a really hot fucking day, take a nice bath. Eat some ice cream. I have taken a cold shower on a super hot day to like, yeah, kind of, I don't know, yeah. recalibrate. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's fine. Well, that was probably the easiest. Would you rather? I think I'd pick. I think I'd pick the same thing. I need to like. I need to have have a night where I come up with more. You could just do a random list on the internet, or yeah. I mean, if I think of something fucked up, I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, send them to me. Well, usually I I've gotten a few of them from Reddit, but usually I'll just kind of sit and just think of like terrible things. Yeah, like the pit of spiders or the vat of needles. That's fucked up. Yeah. Wait, have I not asked you that one? No. I think I have. <laughs> Would you rather fall into a pit of spiders or a okay. bat of needles? I, th- I feel like I, that was the first one I asked oh, you. Oh, I thought you said noodles. That's what changed it for me. And Ooh. I'm like, noodles, duh. Yeah. <laughs> but the noodles are snakes. <laughs> I'd still pick noodles. Serpent nudes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends scary. on if they're venomous or not. Oh, that's the thing. Do you get to know? Yeah. Because there's a difference between like a daddy long legged spider and then like All a right. black widow and then you would know, you rather certain sp- oh god <laughs> snakes have your eyelids removed fuck off or <laughs> you don't get to finish or <laughs> your lips like full gums and teeth forever or I mean basically you're gonna be blind. Am I allowed to get one of the two replaced? No. Fuck. 
Do you know how uncomfortable my eyes would be? Well, it, wouldn't put, be like, it wouldn't be uncomfortable for that long. You'd go blind very quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. The calmness in which you just said that to me to make me feel better <laughs> gives me the ick. <laughs> <laughs> I, in that scenario, I can't have something fucking happening to my eyes, so I need my lids. If you're not going to let me replace them. So you just won't be able to eat or talk. <laughs> no, I'll have really beautiful eye makeup with like a black. I got like, one of those masks. Silk yeah. mask. But like a beautiful drapey one. Well, you'll, <laughs> but you'll talk like this. But you've seen people w- that get burned and they have transplants and it is very hard to make that shit work. Like it's oh. we're not there yet. It's no. I, th- I think we'll get there in our lifetime. Yeah. Like. One day we'll be able to make you a face in a petri dish. Yeah, playing you a face. It's fine. Also, I did. I forgot to ask you. Does my voice sound different to you? Talk. <laughs> well, so I gave myself some kind of larynx. I I fucked my larynx larynx up a few weeks ago. Oh, you know what? I you were giving like a little Joan Jet, like yeah. A little- it's I think it's permanently deeper. So I. I had some kind of flu. I thought it was COVID, but it wasn't. I tested negative several times. Um, but I was violently ill for a few days. And oh, then no. I went to, um, I felt better, went to a friend's birthday cabin weekend. And the Sounds first, like the first <laughs> night, yeah, lost my voice. Like, like we were sitting in a hot tub and like chatting and whatever. And like, we were started to sing some like Christmas song or something. I don't remember. We were started to sing something, and I, like I was like, "What's well, weird? I can't hear my voice." And then like it was gone, like like gone, gone. Oh, that like, does sound like could not talk in a whisper. Totally mm-hmm. fu- blasted it. Yep. And for the next week, week straight, I could not talk. When was this? The week before last. Okay, because I think about I don't know, maybe even a month ago. Time is weird. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really. I can't believe we're. 15th of December already? Yeah. I haven't even finished. My, I usually finish my Christmas shopping before December, and I'm not done yet. Um, I just got paid yesterday, so mine is just beginning. <laughs> Nightmares. Yep, yep. I got to get moving. Yep. <laughs> but I, there's a lot of weird stuff going around the community. COVID, flu, RSV, they're all going around like crazy, but there's some weird shit too. Like I mm-hmm. think bronchitis is, I think laryngitis is. One of my staff members completely fucking lost her voice overnight. I've never had weird. that happen before. Like that, I've had like a rough voice before, but yeah. I've never totally lost it. And I've never instant, like it was one moment to the next normal voice. That is gone. bizarre. And for a week straight seven days i did not have a voice it was like a comical thing like i was trying to have a conversation with my boss and i couldn't even talk in a whisper like sound did not mm. leave my throat ear nose and throat dirtlings it was <laughs> I, it's, it's, let us it's know. better now it's i do think that my voice is like permanently older but sounding. it sounds a little bit rougher yeah. but like in a fun way like maybe john, you were john said singing. 90s girls hot i feel yeah. like i sound more like a perma smoker but we'll go with 90s girls hot no but uh yeah it's no definitely not 
it's you sound bad. like rocker chick it's like i'm not a huge fan of it being forever though like it's i mean i've always had like a well, kind of deeper voice but to me it was I guess it's subtle. It's not super noticeable. I notice it more now because I'm I'm aware. I, I I do think that I I permanently cause some like Fuck. small change with my voice. Listeners will can let us know if I sound that different. Yeah, but I'm let very curious. Know. I don't know if it's me. I think it's one of those things where like it may not be noticeable unless I point it out. But I know I I get raspy a lot easier. I, I mean I'm sure it's probably still healing. It's been two yeah because there it, there's just something different in your intonation. Yeah, and I just didn't really think about it yeah it's gonna sound even differenter when they split my skull open differenter differenter <laughs> even differenter i just want to hear and watch it happen yes <laughs> i we will document i'm gonna i mean if it's like kiki's i'm gonna have a lisp for a while so <laughs> oh it's so cute wait um, if you have a lisp can we do an episode <laughs> we'll have to depending if on how long not, i have a lisp for if it's not painful obviously there's a very good chance i'm gonna be a massive weenie about it so we'll see we have a backup episode yeah yes we can we can have a john can be a guest or kiki can be a guest or we'll find someone <laughs> how funny would it be that you're silently here and you don't get to you just hear me thing. laughing in the background <laughs> nothing else that would be so funny oh my god oh uh, yeah 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 well that <laughs> was a all over the place that was devil's dirt star unwrapped we didn't even post the first hour we didn't record the first hour i know shooting the shit yeah yeah that would have been crazy yeah next time next time next time (laughs) y'all are missing out it's always a good conversation it is it's we're just we're just entertaining people at least to us I think we're funny. As long as we're entertained, that's all that matters. Yes. I you definitely took my mind off of my shoulder demonitis. Yeah. yeah. If, we'll Thank let you. you guys know if if we have to exercise, we'll live stream it. Yeah. I'll just after you see a doctor. Yeah. Or everyone I'll just miraculously no. wake up tomorrow and it's fine. I would like everyone to just comment doctor. Send us emails that say doctor. We just Doctor Tell Who. Big Spoon that she needs <laughs> to see a physician, a trained medical professional. I will. I just want to believe that it's all the horror movies I've been watching and making Christmas decorations. That's too. not better. I know. Demon's worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm the kind of person that when something's going on with me, I don't care how bad the answer is. I just want to know what it is. Makes Same. me feel mu- so much better thinking that it's demon or meningitis i'm like oh well at least it's one of those two things there's something i know people are like well oh, putting labels and boxes on things i fucking love that shit i want to <laughs> box up every single thing in my life and just be like this is this this is that this is this yeah it's so nice knowing not knowing is the torture yep absolutely yeah. also if i truly thought i had meningitis i wouldn't fucking be here and the only reason i'm saying that is because john just walked downstairs and i don't want him to think i'm trying to infect the home <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. We're immune. No, it's definitely a demon. Yeah. Or stress. But that could also be contagious. Demons? Yeah. Oh. Well, you better hope that I, mean, I don't th- die. At this point, if one of us is getting possessed, the other one most certainly is. There's just no avoiding it. I won't transfer my demons to you. Not even like a weekend share thing? Only if you really want. Mm, depends. If it comes with back pain, I think I'm good. Although, you know what, though? Like, I've been having custody? insane with back pain. Just lower really? back, though. 
Oh. But like to the point where I had to look to see if I had a bruise because I it felt like when I busted my tailbone. Oh shit. That's pretty bad. But it's there's nothing like I didn't I haven't fallen, I haven't done anything. <sighs> okay, we can have split demon custody. I'm it sounds like it. we do. <laughs> <laughs> You got top half, I got bottom. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, well, for the dirtlings who've been here for the last four hours, three hours of this recording. (laughs) So bad. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you guys so much. Also, thank you to our. uh, Hang on. I had a spiel. Where's my spiel? Oh, no. Where's the spiel? Where's my spiel? I don't want to forget somebody. Hang on. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Okay. Be sure to follow us online at Devil's Dirt Star on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and Reddit. We also have a Patreon at Devil's Dirt Star. Thank you to our Patreon supporters, Tasha, BJ, Brian, Brent, Kiki, and Carol. And... If you would like to buy some amazing jewelry from Phantom Moon Collection at phantom.mooncollection on Instagram, you can do so and have a discount of 15% at by using the code DIRTLINGS. Before I continue, I want to make sure that I got that right and that was the right percentage. And I'm not just <laughs> talking out of my ass. I think that's what you said I'm to pretty me. sure that's what it is. Where's my... Yes, Dirtlings, 15% off. Nice. There we go. Thank you, everyone. Yes, thank for you listening, so much. For bearing with us. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. I have not cried and hurt myself laughing <laughs> in quite some This is the most unhinged episode we have had so far. I enjoyed it so much. Easily. My only regret is not turning this on as soon as I walked I, in the we door. Should, now we know. Ugh.